1: Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling.
0: You are listening to The Flagship Podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza.
1: I hate the commentators, I hate the ring announcers, I hate the production, I hate the wrestling, I hate the interviews, I hate uh, the, their promo style, I hate the way the shows are presented, I hate the way the shows are paced, I hate the video packages, I hate everything about this company with every fiber of my being. And Rich Krage.
0: You know, he yeah. comes out and you're just
1: like, ugh, oh, gross, like look at this guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in, the, in all the best ways possible, he's just the, the slimiest looking guy you've ever seen. I love him so much, he's so good And we are live on the Flagship Podcast I am Rich, he is Joe Joe, what's happening?
1: You know, we were talking off air about We were struggling to come up with a lead topic For this week's show Because while there's a lot going on And we have plenty on the run sheet uh, Nothing really stands out as the dominant topic in pro wrestling on this Thursday evening, or this part of the week when we record the show, right? Um, so we think we settled on a lead topic that we're going to go with. But before we get to that, and, and by the way, it'll probably this will be the only podcast this week. On <laughs>
0: Earth starting that with this topic. With we assure topic. you, yes, we assure you.
1: But but it fits our history, and it fits you know, what we do on this show covering the whole world of wrestling. But before we reveal that lead topic and open the show, Rich, I've I you know, I I I decided to seek out our friends at the ringer and see what their topics were on their shows this week. And maybe (laughs) maybe that will help sway us and help lead us to what should be the lead topic on our show. Okay. Yeah,
0: sure. Sure.
1: If you recall last week The hot topic on the Ringer Wrestling podcast was the return of Nikki Cross, which didn't even make our run sheet. (laughs) It did
0: not even make my mind at all at any point. (laughs) Never was going to make our run sheet. Never was going to. I think we theorized what 10 hours that we would have to do the show. Before we got to, I honestly, I don't think we would have ever gotten to it. I think if we truly sat down and did a show where yeah. the three hours were done and we were like, all right, guys, overrun time, flex your Patreon.com. We're going on overrun. And then we went on the overrun for another five hours or whatever. We're not getting to Nikki because at that point, we're just deep in like continental. We're talking like, you know, 89. nine. We're You know, like we're not going to get to Nikki Cross. Like th- at that point, if we're seven hours into our show, golly knows where we're at. And it is not like the hot new redebut on Paul Levesque's Money Night Raw. Like, it's just not going to be that. So I, I don't think it would have ever happened, ever.
1: Two points. Number one, I think if we did a show, let's say we were like busted open and we're five days a week. I still don't think we'd get to the <laughs> feel like we wouldn't return of Nikki Cross. No,
0: I think we'd, we'd get like some anniversary thing that we talk about. We, yeah, there's no, too much in the world of wrestling, too much time. Uh, life is too short for us to discuss Nikki Cross's return uh, on, to uh, My Night Raw.
1: And the second point is, I'm not even entirely sure which show she returned on. <laughs>
0: I think wow. it was Raw, but now so, you bring up a good point. We can also play who who, who she played for. Uh, right. Because I'm not entirely. I don't. I think. I think. I think. Uh, hopefully, you're not quizzing me later about this, but I believe she is a raw talent. A raw talent.
1: So. As we go through the Ringer topics on, the, on their shows this week, do you want me to start with their best show and work my way down to their worst show or start with the worst show and work their – which obviously is Cheap Heat. By, with, with okay, like
0: I was going to ask like what, what, what's the measure here, but it's just no, Cheap Heat's the no, worst listen,
1: and everything else is cheap, – Cheap Heat hosted by Dopey Pete is not only the worst Ringer wrestling show uh, – Ringer wrestling podcast – It is probably the worst wrestling podcast that exists today, and that includes all the, you know, Fly By Night, Blade Job, and Chair Shot shows that have 19 listeners. It is irredeemably awful. Uh, The the rankings, Rich, are Cheap Heat is by far the worst, completely useless, utterly unlistenable. Uh, Mac Mania would be the middle, and the best, quote-unquote, best ringer podcast would be The Masked Man Show. So, um, and that one's actually just an average podcast. If I'm being honest, I you know it, it's not for me, it's not for you, it's not for our listeners. You know, so where would you like me to start? Uh, with the worst or the best?
0: Uh, let's let's start with the best, and we'll end with with Dobie Pete, as as that'll uh, transition us into our the rest of our show. So yes, let's let's start with the best, and then we'll work our way to to to, um, to Dobie Pete. All
1: right. So I've looked at this already, and and all three shows have a very common hot topic for the week.
0: Are you including was... the Attitude Era show? Is that involved no, in this? No, or no, no. Okay. no
1: that, that that retro show, which is now apparently back, we're not counting that, because that's not a...
0: Because I had never heard of that, and then this week I saw a, a retweet about it, and people were like, oh, here we go, we're gonna talk about... I think, I think legitimately, <laughs> I'm not even kidding, they were talking about DX invading Nitro, and I was just like, oh my god, whoever wants to hear about yeah. this ever again, ever again, they're like, we're gonna talk to Xbox about when <laughs> DX... Oh, <laughs> fucking god! Good god, there's so much Wrestling that yeah. nobody has ever talked about, that few people have ever watched. Every week, Joe, I discover a new wrestler, a new territory that I've I've never really dove into, uh, a new Japanese wrestling promotion I've never dove into, uh, another a match that I've never seen. And these people are still talking about DX driving a fucking jeep up to the building of Nitro. Yeah. <laughs> Why?
1: Why? A tale, that's, a tale that's never been told. Why?
0: Um, Who wants to hear that anymore? Who's I, like? Well, I, who's like? Oh, I want to see what XBox has to say about this. We've heard what XBox has to say. <laughs> what more do you need? Good God!
1: I, I hope you haven't heard of this of this one yet. That the news broke today, but um, the the Conrad verse is doing something rich. And if you've if you've heard about this one, don't spoil it for the listeners. But Conrad is bringing Eric Bischoff and Bruce Pritchard together on a podcast next week. Do you know the topic? Or no, <laughs> I
0: don't. Is it Demetrile Screwjob?
1: It's Survivor Series
0: 97, <laughs> maybe. Yes, thank God. Finally. Finally, somebody <laughs> could talk about it. To be fair, it is the 25th anniversary, which is like, okay. It's no, 20- no, but, no but here's no, the thing. We, no. we celebrated every other anniversary that's ever had. No,
1: no, to be fair. <laughs> No. And we
0: don't have to be fair to... I you don't know. have to hand it to Isis, no.
1: You don't have to hand it to Conradverse <laughs> for doing Survivor Series 97 again. With two people he's
0: definitely talked about it with. Yeah. Numerous times, oh my God.
1: They, they, these people cannot let go <laughs> it's of any three of these year topics. It's a
0: three-year period. It's a three-year period. Just stop. I'm, oh, uh,
1: God. <laughs> this is the anyway,
0: business. business sucks. What are we it's doing? It's so stupid. <laughs> what are we doing? We'd probably make so, so much more money if we just did that. Like I'm sitting here, I I I'm sitting here trying to finish a Dragon Gate show and reading up about the NWA or whatever, and these guys are just getting out of podcast, hitting record, and saying Yes. Yeah, so uh I presented uh, uh we presented Brett with uh, numerous options and uh he decided that you know he 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 wanted it's oh my god like we're there's so much they're making so much more money than we are
1: do do um do, like political history podcasts do Watergate shows <laughs> I was
0: say all right we're not, doing Watergate like, yeah All is, right.
1: It, it, like, I, I don't know is this just unique to wrestling
0: I uh, yeah I don't know I'm not sure
1: that the same topics just continue to get beaten to death. How many times can we retell the same stories What new ground is going to be broken On that Conrad podcast With Bruce Pritchard and, and Eric Bischoff On Survivor Series 97 What new ground There, There's no more new grounds He's got to start making shit up
0: Well uh, <laughs> That might be the route So there you They go.
1: got the right guys to do that <laughs> I was going to say the they, way.
0: <laughs> Yeah Oh, dear God. Uh, well, our, our retrospective is coming out uh, next week, I believe. Our, our Survivor Series 97 Montreal Screwjob retrospective is coming out next uh, week. So.
1: If anyone pitches that, fire them. <laughs> I don't even know who works here, but whoever pitches that, that's not true. I always say that, you know. There's definitely some people who I have no clue who they are who write for the site. um, But I think I know the vast majority of them. Anyway, um, hey, remember we found out that uh, someone got really insulted by that years ago and never told us because I came on the air and said, I don't, I couldn't remember his name or something. Yes. And like, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why he dropped off and we never heard from him again. Cause he's like, I've been writing for this fucking guy for like four years and he don't even I know my name. didn't get
0: the bit. Yeah. I didn't get the bit that you would say that.
1: I mean, he's got a valid point. Like, <laughs> to be honest. You I, do
0: suck. You do suck. So I get that. Um,
1: he's not wrong for being mad at that. But anyway, um. Back to ripping other podcasts.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. No, let's not All rip right. each other. Let's let's get on the these other dumb podcasts.
1: So I think I figured out who the guy was now too. It wasn't the person they said it was.
0: No, it was not the person everybody thought it was.
1: I know who it was though. It was the I, I'll tell you later. Yeah. Um, Mastman show. They opened up with uh, David. That's Schumacher. And Kaz are joined by Phil Schneider. As they discuss the blunder that was Austin Theory's cash in. Lead topic is. Austin Theories Cash In. They
0: had Rich. Phil Schneider coming to talk about Austin Theories Cash In, huh? All right. Yes,
1: they did. Topic I got excited
0: two. for a second. I was like, oh, like they're gonna talk about, you know, the bloodiest wrestling. No, they talked about
1: Oh, they're gonna do Pentagon and Viano three no Yeah, they, right.
0: No, they, 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 did. Did. they did they did Austin um, Theories Cash In. Okay. All
2: right.
1: Top, topic two was taking a look at the rest of Raw and Logan Paul. Topic three was last night's Dynamite including another great show put on by Brian Danielson. So that's their three topics. Uh, Austin Theory's Blunder, mm-hmm. Cash In. Okay. Raw slash Logan Paul, Dynamite. Okay. Uh, show number two, Mac Mania is show number two, Rich. Uh, Evan T. Mac, Flobo, Jack, and Brian, their lead topic, Austin Theory failed to cash in his Money in the Bank briefcase for the United States title. Right, okay, so they also opened with the Austin Theory botched cash in for the U.S. title. I
0: mean, look, if you're doing a wrestling podcast this week, you you gotta talk Austin Theory's blundered uh, cash in of the Money in the Bank briefcase, which Rich, we, we will get disclosure. to at some point, I'm sure. Uh, it's not on our run sheet, and I had no plans of doing it, but of course, uh, if you're if you're any podcast worth its weight, uh, you gotta talk about the blunder that was Austin Theory's Money in the Bank cash in.
1: Topic two, Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. Topic three, Wheeler, Utah interview mm. discussing Blackpool Combat Club, Philadelphia wrestling fans. So there you go. That's their three topics. Very similar to the Man, except they don't discuss Dynamite. They uh, brought Wheeler, Utah on for, for segment number three. Now on to Dopey Be Pete and Chibi, Oh boy, the worst of the shows. If I gave you – let me try to think how many – Guesses at their lead topic, I'd have to give you before I think you would get it. Probably somewhere in the hundreds of thousands of guesses before you would <laughs> Excuse guess.
0: Excuse me. Hundreds yeah. of thousands of guesses.
1: Well, I could tell you that the Austin Theory Cash In is on their run sheet. Okay. But it's but not, not number, number
0: one. Not number one. Okay.
1: I could tell you that Logan Paul is on their run sheet, uh, but, but, but also not number one. So, two of the same topics as the other shows. One of the, their third topic here is how to structure war games. Look, I'm just reading it off the sheet. Okay, so that's 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 a third one. But their lead topic, Rich, you wouldn't guess this. I, I think if I gave you infinite guesses, you you couldn't the guess this lead topic. topic. You, don't even bother. I'm just going to tell you what it is. <laughs> okay, all right,
0: fine. It's not, it's not worth even me giving an honest thought about?
1: No. Okay. The lead topic on Cheap Heat this week was... If NXT will host an event in Africa in the near future. Oh. That's their lead time. I
0: was not going to get to that. No, I was not going to get to that. You would
1: never right. have ever gotten to that if I gave you an infinite. You ever hear the infinite monkey theory? I don't have believe you I heard have. of that? No, right? I have not. So the infinite monkey theory is that if you had an infinite amount of monkeys and an infinite amount of typewriters and – they just mashed their fucking monkey paws on the typewriters, right? Eventually, every work ever written would accidentally be ta- typed out by the monkeys.
0: Right, Because okay. it's an yeah, infinite yeah, yeah.
1: number. You know what I mean? Like The best it, of
0: times, the worst of times, yeah.
1: Right, like, you know, eventually, you know, fucking uh, Bill James' historical baseball abstract is going to be typed out to the letter at some point by this infinite number of one, of, by one of these fucking monkeys, because that's, that's infinite. Right. And as humans, we can't really wrap our head around that, but that's the truth, right? If I gave you an infinite number of guesses, you would have never fucking guessed that. What is that? Will NXT host an event in Africa. Yeah, in Has that,
0: has that been discussed? Like, I didn't listen to the entire uh, 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 quarter three conference call from WWE, but was that something mentioned that we're going to do events in, or are they just theorizing since they are doing stuff at um, – yeah, I don't know. that That's strange. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's a, a bizarre one. But, I, I mean, I guess, yeah, probably. I mean, don't try, I'm sure, right? <laughs> what, what's the – I don't understand how it's any more of a topic than like, yeah, I mean, that'd be cool if they tried it. All right. Next topic. Oh, like um, I, I, I don't know how you can sit down and like have a, a, a very long discussion about that. It's just like, well, don't they will do it or they won't do it. I, I don't know.
1: Maybe maybe you got to be a regular cheap heat listener to get it. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, but it looks like the consensus, though, Rich, for lead topic would be the Austin theory botched cash in. That so- would be if
0: you averaged all three of the Ringer podcasts. If you got speaking of Bill James, you got you know analytical about this and you put all those yeah. topics in there and and you know weighted where they were in the run sheet. Yes, the the Austin theory blunder cash in of his money in the bank briefcase would indeed be the the, the leader in the clubhouse there.
1: So in that corner of the wrestling fandom, you know, people that maybe that watch Raw every week, maybe watch SmackDown if there's nothing else to do. uh, Maybe watch Dynamite if there's nothing else to do, but they they don't really like the AEW product. Like that corner of the fandom, the hot topic this week is Austin Theory's cash-in. So I say we discuss Austin Theory's botched cash-in. Let's try to expand our horizons and, uh, you know, maybe try to fit in. With uh, Would you call these – I'm going to hate myself for using this phrase, Rich. Don't call would them you the call
0: mainstream these? wrestling podcast.
1: I was going to use a, a worse one. I okay. was going to call them normie wrestling podcast. <laughs> yes, right? Was that what you would call the ringer wrestling podcast? Uh, yeah, it's, a pretty, it's
0: not the worst way to describe them. No, it, it certainly I, is not.
1: I puked a little in my own mouth normie, using the term yeah, for because yeah. I, I hate when people use that term. Um, you know, but uh, you know, so that's the hot topic this week among your common wrestling fan, the Austin Theory failed cash in. So, uh, like a good podcast host, like the professional that I am, yeah. Like I said, any any,
0: any 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 poc- any wrestling podcast worth their weight has to talk about this big story, I, biggest I, story.
1: Hey, listen, I've got takes on everything, so I'll give you a take. You okay. want a take on that? Let's take. I'll let's give go. you a take on the botched cash in. Here's what I have to say. Okay,
0: so people that don't I- know, do not know, Austin Theory on the uh, on Raw this week cashed in his money in the bank briefcase. Uh, there was a lot of reports. Uh, I believe Louis Dangor heard from another Twitter account that it wasn't going to happen, but then it did happen. Uh, a lot of people were like, no, 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 they're going to keep the briefcase on him for a year. Uh, pretty much the day that everybody said that, uh, he cashes in on one Seth freaking Rollins, who is the current United States uh, heavyweight champion. You all knew that. Uh, but it did not happen. He cashed in, but then Bobby Lashley interfered. So it was a failed Money in the Bank briefcase cash in. Austin Theory trying to win the United States Championship and did not do so.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, as an aside, I love that vague guesser wrestle votes is now, like, has an official tie-in with our pal Louis Dangor and give me sport. Well, I just like I
0: that. It's like, give me Russell votes, tells give me sport that this is going to be the thing. And I'm like, well, okay,
1: <laughs> that's not news though. Like, you know, no, he's just a vague guesser is what he does. But like, it
0: just looks like so weird. Cause it just looks like a one person is telling another person, like, I, oh, you know, WWE is pretty high in Raquel Gonzalez. And then they're reporting that as news. Like
1: well Louis per, thinks this guy uh,
0: a right. person yeah. that told me WWE is really high in Raquel Gonzalez. It's like, all right.
1: Cool. Louis is convinced that this vague guesser is an inside source. So he's using. Yeah. So what I'm hoping is whoever's behind the WrestleVotes account is at least shaking some money out of Gimme Sport for his vague guessing. That would be quite the work, right? Because let's be honest, that guy got like a couple things right a million years ago, and maybe knows somebody vaguely connected to the office, and now he just vague guesses and tells Louis. Half the shit he's told Dangor Gore already, like, didn't The happen.
2: Austin Theory thing, <laughs> like,
0: the yeah. next day they're like, Russell Vogt tells me that uh, you know, the, the Austin Theory is, the plan is for Austin Theory to keep his money in the big briefcase for an entire calendar year, and then literally like a day later he cashed in and lost it, so.
1: Yeah, it wasn't Raquel, who was the one that he said oh, the office is high on so and so, and it was someone who everyone knows the office is high on it was, uh, was it Cora Jade maybe? It yeah, was, it was Cora Jade, was-
0: yeah, I think it was Cor- it was either Fallon Henley or Cora Jade I forget which one. I
1: don't think it was Fallon Henley. I think it was either Cora Jade. If it wasn't Cora Jade, it was someone else who was just utterly obvious that the company likes her. Uh, 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 Yeah,
0: you think the company likes a 21-year-old pushed commodity on their uh, developmental brand. Okay, all
1: right. Right. Who they've been pushing hard? (laughs) Thanks, Russell post. appreciate it. Wow. Insider information. (laughs) So as I said, I hope he's getting paid at least. Absolutely. Uh, That would be quite the work. Um, So anyway, Austin Theory. Okay, so obviously he was a Vince Project, right? So, um, and people thought this was a bit, I'm going all the way with it. I'm breaking down. Oh, this no, Austin no, we theory have to. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's our lead topic. Austin theory.
1: So uh, this was a Vince project. He was a Vince guy. So if, even if triple H doesn't like him as much as Vince, I don't understand why you at least wouldn't get a Roman squash out of it. Why end it this way? At least have Roman beat, at least do an angle on either raw or SmackDown involving Roman. And try to get a rating out of it or at least get another Roman win out of it. You can continue pushing Roman as dominant if he's someone who just beats a cash-in winner after an exhausting match or something. There's a million ways you could have done it with Roman and gotten something out of it other than just – you know. and that's assuming Triple H doesn't like the guy, which doesn't seem he does as much as Vince. Rather than what they did here, it makes everybody look like a goof. It makes Austin Theory's character look like a goof. It makes the company look like a goof. Because why would you go after the U.S. title? That doesn't make any sense, right, when you have this briefcase. So, uh, no, it was extremely stupid and, um, you know, very dumb. That's my take on the Austin Theory botched cash There you go. Did yeah, you have a it-
0: uh, my take is just that it it, it felt like, and we we kind of said like it's kind of strange that you know with 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 Paul Levesque taking over that there is some old holdovers and weird stuff and there's a lot of things that are very similar, but it did feel like Austin Theory was the one like overnight. There's a lot of stuff that they kind of eased into, or ah we'll tell these Vince stories and kind of lead them through. The the show is largely kind of the same, but it felt like from day one like Austin Theory just they did not give a shit about Austin Theory whatsoever. Uh, it immediately seemed to stop that push seemed to just die. Uh, on the vine and then um it was always like well he still has that money in the bay briefcase what's that going to be and and you know they they when he was at because he was at clash of the castle if, if you remember if you watched Clash of the castle he came out during the main event like he was going to cash in or whatever and then i think it was tyson fury right that that knocked him out yeah, or whatever yeah. so i was like well maybe they're a little bit more high on Austin theory than i thought they were because they're not completely burying him and then he pretty much didn't do anything until here where it just felt like at one point they were just like all right look we need to get this thing off of this guy and move forward and how are we going to do it let's just all right let's just have him cash in and lose and and we'll start a feud with him and Bobby Lashley and the feud will be over and Bobby Lashley will beat him and then we'll just move on and act like this whole thing didn't happen so um i don't know yeah it's it's it it, it throws yet another and at this point like we're taking the most massive victory lap after we've done this for i don't know 7 years now we've been taking this victory lap about this money in the big briefcase that every time somebody wins this thing all of your Joe, all of your Normie podcasts, again, I hate that. Oh, oh. Doesn't it feel
1: gross saying it does. Normie? I
0: don't like that. I'm not going to say that. All your mainstream, I hate saying that, too. I don't know what to say. You know who I'm talking about. You know what we're talking about. All those podcasts will fall over themselves every single time somebody wins the Money in the Bank briefcase and go, wow, WWE is clearly getting behind X, and it's clear that X is in for big things this year. And how many times has that not been the case in recent years? Like, it's just not... And I don't know if that's going to continue under Paul Levesque. I don't know if he's got a completely different vision for what it is. Hell, he might have the vision of, fuck this thing. Let's get rid of this thing. Because it's a it, it, it's a weight that nobody wants. But, like, it has long since been... Long since past being an effective tool for any guy getting over. But yet, every single year, we got to do the same old song and dance with, Oh, this person won money in the bank. Ah, they're set up for big things this year. And it it's just not been the case for a long, long, long time. So... Uh, I would hope that this is an eye-opener that, hey, this thing really doesn't matter that much, but it probably will not be, and we'll do the same thing all over again when, you know, insert whoever, Chad Gable wins it, and they're like, oh, whoa, (laughs) big things in store for Chad Gable, and probably not, probably not big things in store for Chad Gable, but we'll see.
1: I think we should force ourselves to discuss the consensus lead topic on the Ringer podcast. No, I don't like it. That's what we should do. (laughs) You're going to
0: force me to watch Raw more, and I don't want to do that.
1: Well, that that's the that's the whole fun of it, because you know we're going to not fun. Come there's board.
0: nothing fun about watching Raw. No, no, we're, that's not we're, fun. We're, we're, we sh- we're, there's no. going to be
1: one where we sh- see this one. We don't had do this to me. On. No,
0: I've I've broken <laughs> Raw. And I'm not going back, Joe. I'm not see, going back. See
1: if we were if we were doing this last week, we would have had to talk about Nikki Cross's return without either one of us having watched it. You know. So, no, that's you, a you, good you,
0: gimmick. I guess. Yeah. I guess that's a good.
1: Right, because you never. This one we got lucky because we actually had some thoughts on this. You know. You know, I gotta tell you, my whole life I've strived to be a normie. You know, when I was a kid, I used to watch the – this is a true story. I used to watch The Wonder Years. Are you familiar with The Wonder Years, I right? am,
0: Yes, I'm familiar with The Wonder Years, of course.
1: Kevin Arnold, yeah. Winnie Cooper, the whole gang, right? Uh, Dan Loria as the dad, <laughs> very um, upset
0: dad. I hate, I was always like, man, that dad's a fucking asshole, right? Like that the whole, whole time. See,
1: right? The whole He's time I dad. watched the
0: show. Now he was He's such grumpy. a prick. Like they're like, Dad, can we get a Christmas tree? He's like, <laughs> it's like well, it's two days before Christmas. Buy the that's kids a fucking Christmas tree, guy. And he did. He would always do it, but it was always like, yeah. it's like well, it's two to, days it, before Christmas. Yeah. Buy him a fucking tree, dude. Like come
1: on. that was. A 1960s slash early 1970s middle class dad through the eyes of a 12 year old son. It was accurate, okay. right? That's yeah, probably that's how fair. his son That's fair. fair. You know, um, you know. It, 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 and and speaking of Dan Loria, you know the do you other Dan
0: Loria lore.
1: I do. The other role he was famous for just fits like a fucking glove. Rich. On Broadway I may not have been Broadway, but I know um he played Vince Lombardi in a play for <laughs> oh, many nice. years.
0: Yeah. Is yeah. he not
1: the perfect Vince Lombardi? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Like, that
1: guy was born to play Vince Lombardi even more than he was born to play, you know, Mr. Arnold on uh on, uh, on the fucking uh anyway, the Wonder Years. I used to watch the Wonder Years and I was yeah, a kid. Jason
0: Hervey W C this is this has a wrestling connection. Jason Hervey, you know.
1: Yes, it does. So I watched a long time uh,
0: Eric, Bisch- oh, uh, Eric Bischoff. Eric was a long time hang around
1: <laughs> Jason Hervey, and
0: then Hervey kicked him to the curb. And now Eric Bischoff's in bankruptcy. Uh, anyway, go on.
1: Yes, yeah, so I used to watch this show when I was a kid, and I was like the same age as Kevin Arnold, like was on the show. Like we, we were like the same. You know I mean? So I, I was relatable, and I would watch the show. And by the you know, way, I, I
0: know d- you had the absolute hots for Karen, right? The sister. Not really. Really thinking of you, I think that would be. I, I thought that'd be central casting for you, Rich. Okay. I
1: didn't like leftist hippies even when I was a kid, so I would. <laughs> That's into the true. Sister. That's true. She was so.
0: I, I forget. <laughs> Did she just run away to join like a commune or something like that? Yeah, like, yeah. They wanted to write like, her bro- off, so she's like, "I'm gonna go join a cult or something." <laughs> They're like, "All right, see ya," and then she just left. So
1: she was off protesting something, and I was annoyed by oh, that. Vietnam. When I was 11, she was like, "Fuck this know? war." Yeah, you know. So I, I'm, I'm um, sure. you know, so uh, I, I would watch this show, and. You know, I didn't grow up with any money. I grew up lower middle class, you know, public housing. Me and my two brothers crammed in one room, even though I was nine years older than one of them. And, you know, my parents tried their best and there was always food on the table. I don't want to overdo it. We weren't like dirt poor or anything. You know, I had everything we needed. But I would watch the Wonder Years and I would watch the opening to the show and I would think to myself, man, you know, they live in a house. Kevin has his own room and he's got a sister and a brother and, you know, a dad who wears a collared shirt to work and a a mom with the apron making dinner. And it's like, that's that's what I want. Like, that's all I want. I don't want a lot in life. I just want Kevin Arnold's life. You know what I mean? Little house in the suburbs, couple kids. I just wanted to be a normie. I want to be a normie my whole life. Then you grow up and you become one and people rip it like it's a bad thing. Like ah, the normies. "Ah, What's wrong with that? That's all I ever wanted as a kid, and I got it. That's what I am. I got myself a yeah. Decent... Got a
0: yard. Got a yard. You got some dogs. Got a yard.
1: Got a I got a cat. yard with a a yard with a fence. A fucking cat and a dog. You know, nice neighborhood with the fucking gate out front. of A wife, couple kids. I got four TVs in the den. You know, I, <laughs> this is this is all I ever wanted. You know, and then people got a shit on it. Yeah, you know, all I ever wanted was the nuclear family. Yeah, you know? and now it's a bad thing. So I don't, that's why the, the term normie, it just makes me puke in my mouth, you know, but that's, that's what the fucking ringer podcasts are. So anyway, go. Uh, okay. now they
0: do make you puke in your mouth. All right. Yes, go on
1: to our real lead topic, which only this show will lead with, but it's apropos of this show. And it, it speaks to like, we make fun of the shows leading off with Austin theory, but that's clearly a bigger topic than, but in our universe, no,
0: I, not in the VOW universe. No, 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 not in the, not I, the yeah. flagship universe at all. No.
1: So there's nowhere else to go this week other than Nick Aldis and the NWA. I mean, where else would we start? Absolutely, of course. I wrote over three thousand words on Nick Aldis and the NWA behind our paywall this week on the ten dollar tier. I didn't write; I wrote zero words on Austin Theory's failed cash in, uh, just to give people perspective here. But uh, look, I don't think there's anywhere else to start because, you know, uh, maybe if there was a bigger there, just I don't feel like there's a bigger story in our universe you know we'll get to new japan and um you know the 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 will osprey naito main event and we'll get to the crown jewel and the logan paul stuff we'll talk about all that but we're opening up with nick all in the nwa yeah, what's and causing all
0: this what's causing all this baby that's right. right that is the the title of your piece what's causing all this utter turmoil and the state of the nwa that is available uh, at flagshippatreon.com, patreon.com slash voices of wrestling, voices of wrestling.com slash patreon, however you want to get there, uh, you can get there. And yeah, the state of the NWA. And uh, you might not know, but there is an NWA pay per view this weekend, NWA Hard Times 3. 14 matches show on NWA Hard Times 3. Uh, and we will preview each and every one of those matches coming up here because this is the NWA and this is the flagship. And we will always talk about the NWA here. Uh, on the flagship but uh yeah talk a little bit about your piece and uh what's been going on in the nwa for people that have not followed uh the 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 news and the notes like i think the all this story is pretty big i think most people have have you know at least followed some of that but uh, let's let's catch everybody up and then we'll talk about what we were able to find and a little bit more of the big picture topics of what's going on in the nwa right now
1: so all this went on his paid instagram i didn't even know you could do that i guess
0: you could do you can do instagram subscriptions now yes
1: I would guess that the butt models and stuff make a killing on yes, that, right? Yes, they do. Like yeah, the, I can I can attest. Um, they they. Oh, you, you can. You how many do you subscribe? I to?
0: do. Well, Joe, I I in, in the shoot job, I I uh, I have run-ins with uh with butt models, but uh, no nothing. I, I I do not subscribe to any of them. So
1: you don't subscribe to any of the butt models. I don't. I don't. Okay. There's All enough right. free
0: butts. There's enough free butts on Instagram. You there's even, so much free I ju- butt. I just everywhere. I literally just switched to my job account and a butt just I just saw a giant butt. This first thing was just this giant ass. It, it's, it's incredible to scroll like with the nurse next to me, and she's like, What is your Instagram feed? And I'm like, Look, these are all people in the fitness world. I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's not my fault, but uh, yeah, butts, butts a plenty. So
1: listen, I understand that we're supposed to clap, respect, clap, sex, clap, workers, clap. I understand that. I'm not paying for butts or porn. I'm sorry. I, I can't do it. There's too much free butt and too much free porn. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, it, yeah, you're getting
0: I, great butts on the regular for free, too. So,
1: yeah, so it's just, I, you know, I can't, I, I just, can't, I can't do that. I'm not that much of a fiend. Um, but, um, Nick Aldis on his paid Instagram feed, uh, announced that he was giving his notice to the NWA, which confused some people because he was under contract. I think that give notice is just vernacular that has stuck with wrestling from the territory days. In other words, he wasn't telling Billy Corgan that he's leaving in two weeks to go work in New York. What he was saying was, I'm not going to resign when my contract is up in January. But the phrase, give, give notice, that's what you used to say back in the territory days. You'd give notice to the promoter and, and, and leave. And I just think that's one of those wrestling things that is stuck. So for anyone who was confused about that, I think that was the deal there because his contract, as reported by Mike Johnson, PW Insider, runs till January. And um, he was saying that he'd be done at that point and, and not re-signing. But, you know, he, he – and, and the post is down now. He took it down, but, you know, he called the prom- – he said he can't work for the promotion anymore because it's become an embarrassment. And he said some other things and went pretty hard on uh, – he didn't just simply go on there and give a polite statement saying he wasn't going to resign. It was it was pretty it was pretty harsh. So and, then he and ended the tone up,
0: he, and the tone of his voice. I mean, it was a guy that he's probably not coming back to that guy. You know what I mean? Like when you, when you were done listening to it, it was like, yeah, this guy's this guy's finished. It's it's he doesn't want to go back, and I doubt the company would want him back after what was you know the, the tone that was being said and just the general what it felt like after that 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 thing. So yeah, I I was not surprised to see what followed up.
1: Yeah, so the NWA put out a statement saying they were yanking him from the pay per view and they they weren't going to use him moving forward, and that was going to be that. And then Corgan, you know, um, went on to say, "I'm busted open." The next day, that he'll be paid through the end of his contract, but you know, he's just going to sit him out. You know, which I really can't blame Billy Corgan because if you can't listen, <laughs> listen, I don't care how aggrieved you are, you can't publicly trash the company like that, say it's become an embarrassment. And then just show up on Saturday in the locker room and, right. and I put like,
0: your bag down, and start shaking everyone's hands. All right. What's the timesheet? How long do we have to go? Like, yeah, you can't. No, you're, you're, you're kind no, of done. I yeah, mean, It's you, kind of done when right. you do that.
1: This is kind of a lesser version of what punk pulled, right? right? Like not nearly as severe, but it's the same thing. You're disrespecting the company. You're disrespecting the boss. And I don't know this to be true, but I wouldn't be surprised if all this knew this would be the outcome and, and. Oh uh,
0: yeah, I'm sure. I, like I said, I I think that there was some intent there. Like you know, I'm just gonna do this, and this will probably be the end of it. If it's not the end of it, well, fuck, whatever. I'll keep showing up and doing whatever. But this right. will probably be the end of it, and that's fine. That's because I don't really want to go back there. Uh, I, I'm good. Kind of closing this chapter of my career. I there had to be some intent. He didn't think that he was gonna you know hit stop on this thing, and that you know Billy was gonna say, hey, I'll see you Saturday, pal. Like you, know, I like you know, can't wait to see you. We'll, we'll you know we'll, we'll discuss things on Saturday. Like no, he he had to know that this was gonna be the result.
1: Yeah, he probably knew he'd be not welcome back, and that and that would be that. And he probably wasn't looking forward to wrestling Odinson this weekend. So then uh, all this goes on Twitter and grandstands, of course, and says, "Oh well, uh, I had every intention of, because uh, I respect the fans. I had every intention of coming to the pay per view and fulfilling my obligations." And it's like fucking jerk off motion, you know what I mean? Like, and they, and they're saying like, and "The NWA, I guess, doesn't share my values, buddy." You went on a public forum <laughs> and called the company a, an embarrassment. Okay, don't you, you, listen. Save it. Save that shit. If you would have went on your Instagram and just gave a, a all business, classy statement, and said, "I've enjoyed my time with the NWA. I, 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 I thank Billy Corgan and Pat Kenny for all their support over the years. I look forward to taking on Odinson this weekend." And uh, come January, I'm gonna see what the future holds for me. And then they yanked you from the show. Then you can say we must not share the same values. And I care about the fans and all of you. But you can't trash the company and expect them to just welcome you with open arms to come work the show. And then say that they your values were trashing them publicly. Okay, so I, I don't want to hear that from this. He's full of shit. I, I like I said, my gut tells me this. He wanted this outcome just stay home we'll pay you for the next 3 months and then you're at, we're out of each other's hair
0: right right but but, you but, you but he's smart enough to know how to play the PR game like you said and then you know when when NWA says hey you no know, hit the bricks pal then he's already got it ready to say hey no 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 I want right. to work cuz I love well, the fans and and wrestling fans deserve it. all right, all right. they <laughs> don't share
1: my values i'm yeah. just trying to do business <laughs> you're <laughs> no not,
0: you're like unequivocally <laughs> no. not trying to do business
1: <laughs> you, d- no you trash them and even if you're justified and you you trash them so um So he gets pulled. Now the whole thing is he got pulled from the last pay per view, right? And but then it was pretty obvious that all this was a work.
0: Right, right, right. right. But we're not we're past that. So that that we're we're past the work point in in terms of well,
1: we think. Yeah, yeah, right. So court. So Corgan says it's not a work. Alda says it isn't a work. Uh, Joe Galley, who is the chief operating officer, all of a sudden wasn't aware of that. He says it's not a work, Um, and he went on record with PW Insider saying. Uh, this is not a wrestling angle, and they made the point to say that he wanted to go on record with that statement. So Joe Galli saying it's not a work. Our source says it is not a work, correct? Because this was you uh, that had the Yes, I mean, yes. So I, our I source too. says it's not a work. Correct, correct, Someone intimately familiar with all parties. Right. That's how I phrased it. I think that's the fairest way to say it. Uh, so everyone. So here's the thing: if it, it and, and Corgan admitted on busted open that it started as a work, but is no longer a work, right? So if it is a work, congratulations—they have successfully fooled everyone, right? Because nobody thinks it's a work anymore. <laughs> right. The, the the problem with that though, Rich, is if it is a work, what does that accomplish, and how does it make money?
0: Right. How how are more people going to buy your show on Saturday with this being the the, the central story of it? And they're not.
1: How going to how is Nick Aldis calling the promotion an embarrassment, selling more pay per views? How is Nick Aldis? Uh, saying that Billy Corgan and Trevor Murdoch are disrespectful to his wife and disrespectful to women's wrestling, going to help your promotion and sell more pay per views. The objective of a work, right, is to make money, do something that creates that generates interest. And I guess from the standpoint of we're leading off with the NWA, you could argue that the work has, and and, and the fact that there that all of this is has captured the headlines of wrestling sites. When the NWA never captures the headlines of wrestling sites, you could maybe argue from that point of view that if it's a work, it is working. But I still don't see how that's going to convert to money. So, I, look, if it's a work, they fooled everyone. I don't think it's a work. Okay? Um, you know, and I and if it is a work, I think it's a stupid work. You know, if Nick Aldis comes busting out of the curtain as Odinson's mystery opponent, well, what have we accomplished here? So...
0: Yeah, it's one of these classic. You know, a lot of times people will, you know, say, "Oh, well, you know, it's all the story." But, but okay, but yeah, that's a ba- it's a bad story. It's a story that does not make anybody look good in this situation. Doesn't right. help the company, and that that's a you know a lot of work shoots can get this way. That's why you know we've discussed it with AEW too. There's been times where they've kind of towed that line and and you know have to, but and and ultimately you don't. There, there's a level that you want to do a work shoot, you know. This guy against the company, but you don't want to make it where the company looks incompetent or dumb or, you know, silly or stupid or whatever. And, you know, the MJF AEW stuff got pretty close, and I think some people would argue uh, got to that point. I I don't know if it quite got there, but... You got to be careful. You, you got to tell that line because at the end of the day, you don't want to heal your company. You don't want the company to look like incompetent or your leaders to look incompetent. It just there, there's no benefit to it. Ultimately, there's nothing that you're going to get uh, as a result of that. So, yeah, if this is the story and then he shows up and goes, ha 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 ha, it's like, all right, I mean, cool. <laughs> so, Nick this is back. It, it just made the whole week look kind of silly in hindsight.
1: Yeah, that, so I, I think we've given that too much air, honestly, because I don't think it's a word no,
0: no. And everybody not. we've talked to has, has has said it's not. So, and I, yeah, I have no reason cool. for all those people to lie as well.
1: And you know the, and I think MJF and Tony Khan want everyone to think that he is a free agent at the end. At that MJF is a free agent at the end of twenty twenty three with this war of twenty four thing, whether or not he really is or not. I don't have any inside information, but my I think. That he got extended when he got his raise, and I think that the War of Twenty Four thing is a storyline. That's my personal belief. I could be wrong, but um, you know, I think they want everyone to think, whether it's true or not, that he's going to be a free agent, and then turn that into a big, big television storyline at the end of next year. That's neither here nor there, but um, only because you brought it up. But um, but anyway, so and and then and then all this, you know. Went on to say once once he was pulled from the show, now the gloves were off and both sides are taking shots at each other. And all this uh, did retweet a bunch of stuff and quote tweet a bunch of stuff saying that the, the lack of an empower follow up and the treatment of Mickey James, who is his wife, by Billy Corgan. And some of the things Corgan and Trevor Murdoch have had to say publicly about the lack of a, an empower ha- had 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 something to do with. Now, he didn't say it was the reason. But he said it contributed to his decision to not come back to the company. So – and and that's the other piece of this is now ever since the first Empower show, every time an NWA pay-per-view cycle comes up and Billy Corgan goes on his press junket and Trevor Murdoch as the NWA world champion goes on his little press junket. Uh, The first thing that these interviewers ask or one of the first things that they ask is why haven't you done a follow-up to Empower? And Billy Corgan and Trevor Murdoch keep putting their fucking feet in their mouths. They keep fucking up the answer. Stop saying there's not enough female talent. Will you please stop giving that answer? Even if you really believe that there's not enough female talent to run a second successful Empower show that makes money this time as opposed to the one that lost money, which Corgan went on record again unbusted open and said that he he, he felt the show was a success, but it lost money. Okay. And if you don't feel like there's enough talent out there to do one that makes money and that's your reason, just say that. Yeah. It's,
0: it's a very strange thing. Yeah. It's a very strange thing that they're doing that they, for some reason, think that it will be better PR to say, well, there's no good women's wrestlers than just saying, Hey, look, we tried it and we lost money and unfortunately we're a business and that's, you know, we're, we're, we're beholden to budgets and we're, we're, we're a business that's trying to make money and the last one just didn't make money. So we, moving forward, you know, it's, it's an idea we'll, we'll continue to think about for the future. But at this time, there are no plans to do another one because we have to think of what's going to be best for the business and best for the NWA. But for some reason, that's not the answer they give. They like to give the answer. Well, there's no good women wrestlers. <laughs> and It's like, no,
1: no, that's not going to go well. That's so not going to go well.
0: Bad, bad faith people will get annoyed about you. Saying it was bad business, but who cares? You know those people aren't worth your time. No, but
1: here's what it does, though. Every news site is going to run that headline because it's good for clicks. You saying that there's not enough good female talent is you are. That's a gold mine to these wrestling news sites because they're going to run that. Billy Corgan, uh, uh, and then a a fucking colon. Colon.
0: then (laughs) Yeah, colon. Not enough women's talent
1: in America. Like you're 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 gift wrapping them bullshit content. And and then everyone gets fired up about it. Here's a direct quote he made on on Busted Open. And this is Corgan. Quote, Nothing is more dumb than trying to spin a guy like me who ran an all-women's pay-per-view, which was a huge success. I built it around Mickey James as a talent and personality. I endorsed the whole thing. I let her build the card. And I lost money doing it. But now I'm against women's wrestling? Come on. This is silly. The conversations with Mickey were about running a subsequent empower. I said... If it's not going to be as good or better, we probably shouldn't do it right now. If people remember what I said, and they obviously don't, and then he goes on to say, there isn't enough top women talent available on the market right now. What he's saying is those two statements he said together, I lost money. If we can't do one that's better that can make money, I don't think we should do another one. And there isn't enough top women out there right now to do a better one. And those statements all together are perfectly reasonable. The problem is you should leave off the part that says there's not enough talent out there on the market right now because that's never going to go well for you. Just say it didn't make money. Say you don't think you can make money on it again running another one and leave it at that.
0: Right, right. Let the bad faith people say, well, you booked the wrong women. You should book this person. And that's fine. They're going to do that. But, yeah, you're just giving on a platter if you just say – there's no good women's wrestlers in the world right now. I mean, all you're doing is letting every women's wrestler, quote, tweet you and dunk on you. You're letting every news site, you know, publish that headline like you said. There's just nothing, nothing good that can come of that. Just a terrible, terrible way to approach this.
1: Here's his retort to all this saying that he uh, mistreated Mickey in the, uh, in the discussions. He says, uh, all right, here it is, quote, That was part of the discussion with Mickey. It doesn't have to be built around you. There are other ways to do this. We didn't agree on the business part of it. We tabled it and wanted to do it at a later date. If she took that wrong, I apologize. Let me say one thing personally. I've known Mickey James for 20 years. I've only been in the wrestling business with her for a few. I think of her as a friend first, and I think if Mickey has a problem with me, she should pick up the phone and go, I didn't like the way this went down. The issues with Mickey never came up with Nick in the last six months. If it, if it's this huge issue, it never came up, not even once. If it was an issue from when it started around NWA 74, he's worked for the company another 10 to 15 times and been paid. There are people throwing logs on the fire to create smoke to divert from the fact that they're on about something. It seems obvious they're after something. She doesn't work for me. He does. They want to get out early. Just say you want to get out. It's this weird thing of I have to be a babyface and bury the company. It's bad conspiracy stuff. Now I'm in a position of defending something that doesn't need to be defended, end quote. So he contends that Aldous and James never came to him to say that they had a problem with the way he was dealing with her for a follow-up show. And that he would have listened to them if they said, hey, look, you're out of line. And he also says if Aldous wanted out. He would have let him out. In fact, he says at another point in the interview that Aldous has known all along that if he ever gets an offer from, from WWE, that they had a handshake agreement to let him out of his contract to go. So I don't know. I mean, and here's the other thing about this. Okay. A lot of people have heat with him. Like he's not super well liked among people that have come through the NWA. Okay. That needs to be said. And that needs to be part of this. I think Corgan obviously has his flaws. Okay, he doesn't, you know, it, it, the terrible answer he keeps giving to this, and and uh, I, I, you know, and 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 the way that he runs his company obviously isn't uh, ideal. But um, you know, it doesn't sound to me when I look at all the evidence that all this handled this properly. Okay, if he had a problem with the guy, eh, eh, I think Corgan's right. He should have came to his boss and said, "Hey, I have a problem with you." You, you know, you're not you're just being disrespectful to my wife or you're not negotiating with her in good faith, whatever the problem was. And then you can't just go publicly trashing the company and expect the guy to come let you work dates. I mean, that's just utterly ridiculous. Yeah. You can't do that. So but Corgan, he's got to stop harping on this idea that there's not enough talent, even if he believes it, because it'll never go over well. And. I don't blame him if he thinks that, because the last in power was loaded and he lost money. And that was even with Tony Khan at least fitting part of the bill. I mean, we all assume he just paid the AEW talent. Maybe he paid more. Uh yeah, listen.
0: His Tony- Yeah, his quotes have seemed to indicate, at least to me, that the, the Tony Khan's quotes have has indicated to me that it, maybe he paid for a little bit more than just his talent or, or helped out in a way more beyond just yeah, yeah, paying for his he, talent.
1: Cause he brought it up a million times. Yes.
0: He's, <laughs> he's brought it up the, hundreds of times at this point. The
1: this thing way. about Khan, I'm not letting him off the hook because every, there was a period there where every time he got challenged on the way that he books his women's division, he would automatically bring up, Oh, well I, I, if it wasn't for me, that NWA Empower show would have never happened. And I, you know, and I paid for the empower. you know, I'm paraphrasing, but he used to use that as a defense to defend his own booking. And Corgan has a right to be annoyed with that because you have this guy just constantly saying that he was the reason that this show happened and the reason it was a success. So uh, here's what Corgan said. I'll tell you exactly what he said. He said, quote, Tony Khan has signed a tremendous amount of top female talent. I'm not in a working relationship with AEW. I can't just pick up the phone and say, hey, can you send me some people? Part of that was Tony trying to take credit for what Mickey had accomplished. We were in discussions with Impact about doing something. I'm not a miracle worker. If I say this is about empowerment, which to me is about people who have not had an opportunity to speak on the stage before. Okay, so then he goes, goes all that. But point here is, okay, you can see him biting back at Tony Khan. Stop taking credit for something Mickey James put together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And he's a, and and he and honestly he has a right to be annoyed about that. Now, if Tony Khan fit the entire bill for the whole fucking show, then Tony Khan has a right to now counter and and, and throw that after. But if that was the case, then Corgan wouldn't have lost money. Okay, Corey must have put foot part of the bill or most of the bill here because he, he contends that he lost money on the show. And when we when we broke it down piece by piece, I think it's pretty obvious the show lost money. Oh, there's
0: no way that it made money. There, there's I don't no see way how it
1: made money. There's
0: absolutely no way. Like I don't know how much it lost. Like there's no. It's hard to tell about that, but there's absolutely no way on earth that 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 show made money. There, there were no way they were in the black at the end of that show. No way.
1: We we were conservative with our estimates of the costs of using the forty some odd additional. Talents and backstage people to put on that show, and we still couldn't figure out a way that it made money based on the buys that were reported. what was it? four thousand or five I can't remember yeah, he something
0: like numbers. that, but it was yeah, it was it, not enough. I mean there there's no way to cover the cost that that, that
1: there's part. no way. it definitely yeah. lost money. and you know, I don't see how look the only way he can run another show, all women's show is if he uses his own crew who are going to be there anyway. you know what I mean like he cannot bring in all of this outside talent and make money because the first one was the proof of that. And here's how, you know, there's some people who will say, oh, well, he, he's probably lying about losing money. Rich, do you know the easiest way to tell that it's the truth that this show didn't make money? they have never run another one. Fact that he's not doing another one. You knucklehead. (laughs) If it made money, he would do it again. I mean, use your brain. I mean, just use your head. You can't be that dumb. Uh, If it was successful, they'd be, they would have done another one immediately. So it obviously lost money. So, I mean, and if you do one just with your own crew, then there's really nothing special about it. And I don't know if necessary. So look, I can understand why he's not doing another one. What I can't understand is why he keeps like burying the, uh, (laughs) the available talent. That's never going to go over well. And here's the other thing that, that, that bothers me with, you know, everyone coming with their pitchforks and, and torches towards this guy for not running another show how about get on these other promotions to just do one at least he tried like how could why does he get all the heat at least he attempted this wwe <sighs> yeah, did one they did one and we all know it was pr the cover for getting into bed with the saudis we all know that what, Everyone is <laughs> what? That. are you kidding yeah, yeah. well yeah so they, they they do one. They haven't done one since. No, they
0: haven't done one since either. Yeah, no. the I, 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 that is pretty funny how they kind of get left out of that. Where you know they, they, did come, they don't any of this? Right thing. around the time they said, "Hey, we're going to start doing Saudi pay per views," and then they never did another one. And now nobody's like, "Ah, well, all right." Nonetheless, the, nevertheless, <laughs> like, you know,
1: they're the market leader. They're the most visible. If you really care about uh, equity, opportunity, women empowerment, and all that shit. They're the ones that can make a difference, not Billy's little side project, where barely 4,000 people are going to pay for it. Okay, get on their case for not doing a second one. But why do they get off the hook? They and and theirs wasn't a business success either. But they can uh, listen. If they lose fifty thousand dollars, I'm just throwing a number out there, on a second, what was their show called? Evolution. Evolution. Yeah. If they if they, let's say they lose a hundred thousand dollars, run it, which sounds absurd. Running a second evolution show. That's a fucking rounding error. On their bottom line. It, it doesn't. So they can afford. To absorb a loss. In the name of equity. In the name of equality. In the name of the women's revolution. The NWA cannot. If the NWA loses $5,000. They're fucked. This is a, essentially. A, a mom and pop operation. Compared to the billion dollar conglomerate publicly traded company. This is a guy who is rich by most of, by the standards of 99% of the people listening to us right now, but he's not wealthy. He's not Tony Khan. He's not, he doesn't have $8 billion. He's not WWE. When has Tony Khan done an all women's show? He likes to puff his chest out and say that he helps pay for empower. When has he done his own? No one's on. Well, I shouldn't say no one's on his case. They're on his case a lot. Every
0: week they're on. Yeah, they're on his
1: case. But but how come no one's on WWE's case about doing a second evolution? When they're the market leaders and they can make the biggest impact and they can make the biggest statement and they can be the trendsetter by doing these, they could do one every fucking month if they wanted to. Right? How come MLW's never done one? Impact hasn't done one since they were doing those dopey nine ninety nine Jokers Wild. Fucking weekly shows, fucking five years oh, ago. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: And those did like First laughable amounts of uh, pay per view buys as well. The one, the I no, don't count those. Yeah.
1: On a mainstream American level, two places have done them the WWE as a PR uh, stunt to cover for taking blood money. Okay. And the NWA, who did one in good faith and hired a woman to run it, hired a woman to put it together, hired all female agents to work the show,
0: referees. Talent hired all female
1: referees, brought in a full crew of fresh talent, including international flight, put a a decent, honest effort into it. Okay? And we're on that person's case because they keep putting their own foot in their mouth, but you're on that person's case for not doing another one, and everybody else is off the hook, including WWE. That's the one that annoys me. That part annoys me so much. Get on their case. Okay? That that's that's bullshit. This guy should take another bath. Meanwhile, uh, WWE won't do one until they have another uh, PR mess that they have to cover for. But you let them off the hook. I sound like Dennis Green. But you let them off the hook. You know, it's a joke. So you got me out here vehemently defending at Billy. You know, it's crazy. But at the same time, Rich, I don't have sympathy for him. Because he keeps saying the wrong things.
0: Right, right, right. It, it, it's it's uh, again, and and that's the problem. I I don't understand why they think that it's a better PR move to say there's just not enough talent out there, as opposed to uh, just say. I mean, I understand. Like I said, bad faith people will get upset about it, but you don't have to worry about them because they're they're a they're bad faith, and it makes no sense when you really think about it. But like, just say it didn't make us money, so we haven't done another one. I I hate to say it but it didn't get supported enough and we didn't make enough money from it, so we're just not going to do it again.
1: His argument is he says that and then says the reason he doesn't think it can make money again is because of the talent pool. And he, he, he's annoyed that people separate the two comments. This is a man who's been in a major rock and roll band for the better part of, what, three decades at this Pretty point? Pretty much three, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, wow. two, two, he, Definitely three decades at this point.
1: He cannot be that media ignorant to <laughs> no. not understand... <laughs> why they're splitting up the two statements. How does he not understand this? That's why I don't feel bad for him. He has to understand that if he gives a long, uh, detailed answer, okay, that they're going to clip the worst and most salacious part of that answer and use it for their headlines. He has to, How does he not... Rich, how does he not understand that? So you stop saying that. We heard... Did you hear Tony Khan when he was either on with Hawani or he was on, I think it was on when he was on with Dave, Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez. That's what it was. He said he was giving an answer and he goes, and you know what? I've learned. I have to be careful what I say and the order I say it and how I say it, because the worst parts of what I say end up on news sites. Okay. This man's been promoting wrestling for three years, and he has learned and and he understands. This man has been in the public eye for 30, and he doesn't understand why this is continually an issue? Stop saying it, dopey. Pull Trevor Murdoch aside. Why does Trevor Murdoch keep saying... Yeah, that let, we, let's also, know. let's not... Let, why is
0: Trevor Murdoch answering these questions? Just say, like, I don't know, talk to Billy, man. Like, yes! I'm talking about NWA Hard Times 3, where I'm in the main event, defending my title against Matt Cardona, and yeah, Tyrus, like, you don't... Why is Trevor Murdoch getting involved in this? Go away, yeah. stay out of it. Yeah! You when don't need to dig Inc. this hole. What are you digging this hole for? Stop.
1: Yeah, when when Wrestling Inc. asks Trevor Murdoch why they haven't done another in power, Trevor Murdoch should say... That's a Billy Corgan decision. You should ask him that question. End of end of answer. Right.
0: I'm just the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. I don't get involved in the uh, the business aspect of things.
1: I am. Con- I have been. I'm <laughs> training hard for Tyrus, and I'm concentrating on Saturday's match. I don't. I don't make the booking decision. That's all done. But this man continually keeps saying, giving worse answers than Corgan gives. They, so they, they're doing it to themselves. And now every time an NWA pay per view comes up. This is the topic that dominates the discussion. When are you gonna do another in power? And it's their own fault. Well and, and there's a lot of people at fault for all of this. You know what I mean? It's like none of these people are I'm not letting anybody off the hook. You know, Khan needs to stop hiding behind that every time his own booking is challenged. Okay. All right, great. You paid for Kylan King. How many backpacks you want for that? Okay, I mean, geez, and if, if if there's more to the story, by all means, let us know. You know, Corgan needs to stop saying dumb things. He's got to get Trevor Murdoch in line. Nick Aldis got to stop publicly burying the company. You know, it's, 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 the whole thing's a mess.
0: It also, you know, it also highlights uh, a bigger thing, and then we'll get into hard times as well, uh, and, and and anything more with the Aldis situation. It just it more than anything, it makes you. Say, like, man, if you were another company, do you want to get involved in even doing one of these shows? Or are you better off just being like, you know what, just do our own little thing? Like, because you said, there's a lot of companies that nobody gets mad about, nobody screams about, nobody hand rings about, because they just don't get involved in it. They don't get involved in intergender, they don't get involved in booking all-women shows. They just kind of do their thing, and it's off there in the background, and nobody gets at them, nobody cares. And we've talked about that for New Japan for years, and obviously we're going to talk about uh, a break from that tradition that's coming up very, very soon here. Uh, in, in, in November, but it's just like, yeah, it, it, I, I would see all this and go, why would we ever consider doing this? If this is the reaction that it's going to get and that we know, and, and you know, I, I saw a bunch of people say this, Adam Lash was somebody who, who, who had a tweet, uh, a thread about this and said, here's the truth. Billy Corgan doesn't do another women's event because they aren't financially profitable. If enough fans supported women's wrestling events, there would be a lot more of them. Unfortunately, not enough do. And if we're being honest, most of the people complaining about it on Twitter wouldn't pay to see them anyway. As it stands, the preeminent women's wrestling company in the United States for the last 17 years, Shimmer, hasn't run an event in over a year, and as far as I know, has no plans to do so anytime soon. It sucks, and I hope it changes, but women's wrestling isn't in a good place, and I think that sums it up pretty well.
1: Gotta buy the fucking shows. And they just
0: don't. And, that's, and, it's, and,
1: yeah. he's, and he's dead on about it, and believe me, he's no Corgan apologist.
0: No, and, I, I left out and, the part where he says, now in general, I say, fuck Billy
1: Corgan. Yeah, I, but,
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, but but, but that's not, that, not but that's also if, the reason why every other company that used to run women's events no longer does.
1: Yeah, and and, and even if you're not a Corgan apologist, you can still be honest about the situation. Yeah. He's a promoter, and in the grand scheme of things, a small-time promoter, and he lost money. What the fuck? What do you want the guy to do? Okay, run another one and lose more? It doesn't make any sense. Okay, and, 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 and Lash is dead on because not only uh, – the, the vast majority of people who complain about these comments aren't buying the shows. They're not even pirating them. No one's watching these NWA shows. All, and all of a sudden, you give a shit about the NWA and you give a shit about whether or not they run another in power. Th- these people are all – it's all performative bullshit. Okay, because if these people really cared that much, they all would have bought in power. And there would have been an empower two because it would have made some money, but nobody bought it. It didn't make any money, and that's why you're not getting another one. And and you know the shimmer point, you know, uh, no uh, buy the fucking shimmer shows. You know it, it's it's it, it's uh it's just it's maddening because the next NWA pay per view cycle, someone's gonna ask the question again. And this fucking guy is going to give the same fucking answer <laughs> and double, bad answer. double, triple, and quadruple down on. There's not enough talent to make money on it, and you know what? The, the, you know what's crazy? He's probably right. Yes, he's probably right because they 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 used everyone they could last time and they didn't make money. So he's probably not even wrong. That that there's just that that the the level of talent out now. I'm gonna now we're gonna get in trouble, but it's like. He's probably not wrong, you know. So, it, he, like, like he said, I can't go to Tony because obviously we hate each other now. I, 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 he said he tried to go to Impact and and that was a dead end. So what's he left yeah, with? WWE's his not own. about
0: to send talent over there. So
1: hey, he's got his own roster and whatever's on the Indies and you know whatever was on the Indies plus a couple guys from Tony didn't work last time. So why would it work this time?
0: Right, and, and look at look at the, the the state of it, right? I mean, we have Wow that's out right now, and that's nobody's. I mean, that that doesn't matter at all. Nobody gives a shit about Wow. Nobody's watching that show. Uh, there's the women's. What, what's the Maria Canellas thing, the women's wrestling army thing or whatever? I mean, that is just a, a complete non-factor as well. It's like there's it's out there. If you really truly are about that life and really want to go out there and support women's wrestling, no matter what, there's it's out there. It, it's there for you. But you know, the truth of the matter is, people spend more time getting mad about it. Than actually supporting it and that's why you know it's in the state that it is right now
1: well they want to well what they want to do is create a list of 30 marginal talents that you know 27 of them you wouldn't book to work in your backyard and they want to tell you that that you could do a show like that and make but but see it's not their money it's not their money that's that's the difference you know it's real easy to do a twitter thread and just Type up all the names you can think of And then get backpacks yeah, for it gets, that,
0: Get 900 likes for it and say Haha I've done it and it's like okay well you Right
1: know. you know that that's the easy part You know but the, the the hard part Is okay well now Put up your own money And try to make money with those 30 people you just Named you know and and, and that's, that's the game that he's playing It's a different game but again I don't feel sorry for him he does this to Himself if he just would have stuck with his original answer of, unfortunately, it wasn't a financial success. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll look at it down the line. And if we feel like we can make money on it later, we'll do another one. He wouldn't be in this mess every single time his pay-per-views come up. With that said, would his pay-per-views get even a fraction of the press that they get without... Could he be playing for d chess? Is that possible? I picked that <laughs> But question. again, I, I don't
0: know that more people ultimately if you if the, if the end goal is people buy NWA Hard Times 3 I don't know if this is the way to make them do it but I don't we I mean we're hour one we're talking NWA but I don't I don't think I ultimately don't think that any of these discussions are making people say ah what is going on in the NWA this weekend all right let's watch cuz it's I, I, yeah I don't I don't really know
1: there's got to be a gigantic contingent of people who wouldn't otherwise have known that hard hard that uh, hard, was times, three. Three. hard, hard times, times three. Hard times three. Yes. That hard times three was even happening this weekend. Otherwise, right? Oh,
0: uh, certainly. But, but yeah, happening versus people buying. But they're
1: not buying it, right? I mean, that that you know. So from that aspect, I think there's more awareness of the show. Um, non Normie niche podcast. Oh, how like many ours, times are
0: we gonna say Normie today? <laughs> I don't want to say it anymore.
1: We're, we're gonna it, see if we did that thing where our podcast had titles, this one would be Normie, right? We'd have to do it that way. Um, oh, if it were we don't cheeky,
0: like PWG or something like that, it would just say Normie yeah. on it. Yeah,
1: Say flagship Normie, right? It would right. be the name of the show this week. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's obviously not going to sell any uh, shows, no. but, um, it's certainly. Wait, wait
0: till we go over this card; you'll see how, <laughs> how, how many. Well, maybe we'll sell uh, some cards. Uh, maybe we'll sell. Well, anyway, that. I
1: wrote. If, if people are more interested in this topic, there's over three thousand words that I wrote on this, including reviews of the last two power episodes, the last uh, uh, NWA USA episode, basically the three go home shows leading into the pay per view, plus a long essay on all of the assorted turmoil and strife that the company is going through uh, that we just talked about. That's on the $10 tier. It is a, I don't, you know, I don't want to make this a commercial, but this is the really a great time to jump in. We have the anniversary billing now, so you don't have to worry about what time of the month it is, but the, the hall of fame shows are coming very soon and they're coming fast and furious over the next few days. By the time a lot of you are hearing my voice, um, some of those hall of fame shows will be, will be out. Um, In fact, one of them is already out. Um, you know, we've got a ton of written content. You did a history piece on the TNA gut check deal. Uh, I did that NWA piece I'm talking about. We've got, um, full gear coming up and we'll have the live instant reaction. Plus all the regular stuff like match of the week and the, and the, and the Thursday dynamite review right now, the Patreon is going to be just packed with content pretty much every day. And uh, multiple pieces of content on a daily basis. So yeah, it's, it's
0: stupid. It's it's the point now where we have to ask each other, like, when are we posting, just so we don't like post three things at the same time at the same hour or whatever. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Good time a, to get an ungodly amount of stuff coming up in the next couple weeks. So yeah, definitely a good time. Flagship, Patreon.com, uh, Patreon.com slash Voices of Wrestling, Voices of Wrestling.com uh, slash Patreon. So we are going to get to NWA Hard Times 3 in a moment. Uh, I just yeah. want to say, Joe, as, as I'm doing the show, I, I always, you know, I have random wrestling matches up on another TV, just kind of watching on the side. I just got done watching, seeing a Davey Richards pelly Primo match from 2007. It's the Race to the Top tournament. Davey Richards fucking rules so much, man. Yeah. Good God, he rocks so much. So he is just beating the shit out of this guy. Shoot headbutts, just all the Davey Richards stuff. He wins. He he, he taps. Pelly Primo taps out. Davey Richards gets up, grabs him, and throws him out of the ring, and then he celebrates. I love it. Dumbjack yeah, wrestler. Yeah. It's the best. He just doesn't want him in the ring while he celebrates. He is such right. a. Right. Get the
1: a, fuck out. Yeah, you're yeah.
0: so garbage. And you're so beneath my level that I can't even celebrate with you in my presence. So you got to go. And then he celebrates. I love it. He gets up. He shoves the referee. He grabs belly Freeman, will tosses him out of the ring and then celebrates. He fucking rules. Dumbjack wrestling yep. forever. It's the best.
1: Out of the ring, geek. <laughs> it's the best. Take your yeah. dumb
0: trophy with you too, because he was like a top prospect trophy winner or whatever. Yeah, like your yeah. stupid trophy. Yeah, you part just—he probably calls it a participation trophy too. You know what I mean? Like just to, <laughs> just to put—even though he definitely won the tournament anyway. But you know, just great, great dumb jack wrestler
1: stuff. Anyway, all right. I, I'm glad that Davey got the second career.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and now people respect because him too. Even even the most ardent, him, yeah. even the most ardent like. Davey disrespecters are now like, yeah, I guess he he's around on him. Yeah, yeah. fine.
1: Yeah, he 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 learned how to get himself over on Twitter, which was smart, right? When he did the whole, I'm an old guy, I don't understand. Yeah. Ah, what's
0: this Tumblr, like, and what does it have to do with my washing machine? It's like, no, it's a blog. Right.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> he he was a he he was the charming version of the fake Buff Bagwell. remember, <laughs> the- right. yes.
0: remember that story? That yeah. was this year, the big Buff so Bagwell. He, Remember people so... falling for that grift of, ah, Ugh, Buff God. Daddy, he's an ally yeah. now. And it's like, ah, are you sure? Are you sure yeah. Marcus Alexander Bagwell, a, a 60-year-old from Atlanta, Georgia, is a uh, is an ally yeah. now? I don't know. I would be, be so I sure that. All, <laughs> right.
1: I learned all about Bussy, and I support all my LGBT friends. Yeah, whatever,
0: buddy. <laughs> you really think these? Marcus Bagwell is? Yeah. Uh, um, All right, more power to you, but don't get disappointed. That was my thing. I was just like, look, yeah. you can you can believe that that's Marcus ba- Alexander Bagwell, Buff Bagwell, but uh, I wouldn't – I just don't get your heart too set on it and don't get too let down when it's not Buff Bagwell. And then it yeah, turned out, Joe, okay. to not be Buff Bagwell.
1: The point here is when Davey did that gimmick, it, there's a fine line because it was like the same gimmick, but Davey did it in a subtle, charming – I don't know if subtle is the right word. But in just a, a charming – um uh, uncle kind of like a cool uncle kind of like an uncle who's trying to be cool and it comes off funny and charming whereas the buff thing was just overbearing and annoying from the jump and also obviously fake right, right. but it Did was
0: Davey like you at least had some plausible deniability that this man asked his kids hey what is tiktok and they're like oh you're so old dad he was like "Well, I'll ask people on twitter they'll tell me you know what i mean and that's probably I could see that happening where David Richards is watching the news. They mentioned TikTok. He looks at his wife and goes, Hey, what's TikTok? She's scrolling her phone. She goes, Ah, you won't get it. And then he goes, ah, All right, whatever. And then, you know, he asks his kids and they're like, Ah, they're playing their, you know, video games. And he's just like, Ah, I'll ask people on Twitter. They'll tell me what TikTok is. So well, he
1: was definitely turning it up a notch. And then and, it got a
0: little, it got he, a little too on the nose. He did back he, it down a little bit
1: after that. Yeah. He never crossed the line into, This is overbearing and annoying. And it also helped that when he would say things like, I don't know what an MP3 is. I have a six CD changer in my pickup truck, and then would show you a picture of the six CD changer in his pickup truck. That it added a little authenticity. Oh, for to sure, it. yeah, he
0: did that when was, somebody was talking yeah. about Fortnite. He's like, I don't know anything about this Fortnite, but I still play video games, and it was him playing his Nintendo Wii. He was playing like Wii bowling or whatever. Right, and you're right. like, all right, all right, that's kind of cool that you know. But you yeah, you he, believe that David Richards has a Nintendo Wii hooked up to like a standard like standard F cables into like an HD TV and it looks like shit and he plays right. it once every nine months or whatever, but yeah, he's he's like, no, I I, I play some video games. I play wee bowling every so often. So
1: yeah, yeah. So he he kind of the the second career, it, it got him over with everyone. Right. Finally, like he's always Davey. He goes to these indies and works his ass off. All right, he has the same exact match in every indie he goes to. But you, but if you're watching him in Florida, you don't know that he just had that match in Arizona. You know what I mean? Yeah, so only, only
0: weirdos matter. and sickos it's, like us know that he's having the same Right,
1: because I'm watching them all, and I'm like, hmm, these are all the same match, right? But I'm watching them all. You know, and so, that guy
0: in the locker room doesn't know it's the same match either. When Davey comes in there, he goes, "All right, here's yeah. what we're gonna do." <laughs> this guy goes, "Sounds great, yeah, yeah sounds yeah. awesome,
1: Davey. let's do it." <laughs> and to be honest, it's a good match. Right, I it's, mean, a it's, yeah. it's a great template. It's, it's a It's it's a solid three and three quarter star match. Okay, hey, all, all not, great not, wrestlers. Not
0: all great wrestlers have some sort of template. I know. I know people get bothered yeah. by that, but that's uh, that's that's uh, you know, especially in in the old era, it was you got you had to, you played the hits. You know, every town didn't know what the other town was doing and that's yeah davy's doing that thing now where he's just you know has basically the same and, match across the world and nobody really knows so it's fine
1: and uh speaking of Davey, he's on this show that
0: we're about he is to, uh, yeah let's get to hard times three yes you'll be asking at the end of this preview but we do want to tell you this is available at voices of wrestling.com slash fight so if you want to order this show on fight which you are probably going to want to when we're done uh previewing this voices of wrestling.com slash fight uh is the way that you can do that so all right <clears throat> We have a pre-show hardcore team war. Mercurio, Magic Jake Dumas, and Jack Stain versus Anthony Mayweather, JTG, and the Pope.
1: That's a bunch of guys that should be on the main show. I was
0: gonna it's say pre-show. Job. These are some superstars here. You got your boy Mercurio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got the Pope is there. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of stars. Hey,
1: I'm into the Magic Jake Dumas. That guy's gotten over with me. Okay. JTG's doing a nice job. He ter- He teams with uh, the Dirty Dango as the Dirty Sexy Boys in in the NWA. So uh, I don't see the Dirty Dango on this. I don't show, either. Though, yeah,
0: so maybe he right. couldn't couldn't make it over yeah. there. But yeah, I like that's- Magic Day too. It's so on the nose and it's such an old school gimmick. But they they do it like if. It sounds ridiculous. Uh, if you've never watched the NWA, never watched this, a magician and his like his hot assistant or whatever, it's like this seems yeah. ridiculous. But it's, it's it works. It's wrestling. Yeah. Like it it kind of works. And they play it. They they're not like he doesn't seem embarrassed by it. You know what I mean? Like he is owning yeah. the gimmick. She's owning the gimmick. Chrissy Janes, as as the hot assistant. It works. It's all pretty good. Yeah. He hasn't sawed her in half yet yet though, yeah. uh, and that's starting to get a little
1: yeah it's time it's time to saw her in half there's no question about it It, otherwise what's the point
0: (laughs) right you could pigeons out of a hat we've seen it before but it's time to uh, yeah it's time to get going here with the uh step this up a little bit all right we have a voodoo queen casket match joe a voodoo queen casket match i'm gonna need some clarification on what the voodoo queen casket match is it's
1: a it's it's yeah. It's it's just a casket match. It's Max the Impaler and Nat- Natalia Markova and Father James Mitchell's involved. He's been cutting some really good promos. He always does. That guy is the most. He might be the most underutilized manager in wrestling over like the last twenty years. I I, I don't understand why he hasn't gotten a real shot in a big. What what was the last major shot when it, when when TNA was really rolling on Spike? Maybe was the last time he's never been in WWE um he's never been you know In he may have done a shot or two in aew as a gag i can't remember I, he's never been in aew i don't think he has
0: yeah i don't even know I, if he the has thing, you know, is he might oh not no he won. did he did make one he did make one he uh yeah did. oh no he did the the wedding the penelope ford kip sabian wedding he was that's the uh, was. officiant yeah. or something like that which is great he, he,
1: he rocked at that too uh, he does weddings for real oh Can so it's a shoot he's weddings. a
0: shoot officiant
1: Can he shoot officiates weddings Hell, for yeah. real.
0: God damn, yeah. I should have had Jay Mitchell do my wedding. That would have been great.
1: So I don't know that he wants to necessarily be full-time in wrestling, but, man, he's just – ever since the ECW days, the guy's great. WCW, you go back to WCW, the guy is, is very great in his role. Uh, and, and the Max Dean-Paylor push has has been one of the things that they've really done well on their TV. They do a lot of things poorly. They do it well. Natalia Markova, if you don't if – you, if you're not familiar with her, will be on TV very soon just because – of, well rich she's uh she's easy to look at she, yeah she,
0: easy she's easy to look at Got him, a good rich. look for sure
1: she's got yes. a great look for the television rich some features of hers that are very uh uh enjoy talk about the next match rich yes let's this do is it not a horny podcast it is
0: not a horny podcast it's never
1: no. been a horny podcast and i am not and, and we're not gonna get in trouble i'm just saying she's got a great look
0: NWA World TV Championship here, A.J. Kazana versus Jordan Clearwater, vacant NWA World TV Championship.
1: Well, yeah, because Tyrus had to cash it in. Right. So now we need a new champ. I love watching A.J. Kazana in this promotion. I love watching him. I love watching Kerry Morton. I love watching Colby Carino. They feel like NWA guys, right? They're all second generation, you know, and, and, and you know, they, they – AJ Kazana wrestled Kerry Morton on, on, on one of the powers of a few uh, months ago, and it was just a little six-minute match, but it was so fucking enjoyable. It's what I wish the NWA was. It was more of what it was in the early Lightning 1 era yeah
0: yeah uh, and, and there's aspects of the the show that's like all right like this match is like a perfectly and if you watch these NWA shows there's a few matches that you'll see that are like all right yeah this is this is what would be good for like the modern NWA. It, it, you know, clean it up with a little bit more, you know, modern aesthetics or whatever. But yeah, just have you know, generational workers, you know, have these people that have been around for a while that, that have, you know, are, 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 are in wrestling families that people are aware of and just put them out there and have them wrestle and have them learn and all that sort of stuff. Cause yeah, I'm with you. Colby Carino's that way. uh AJ Kazan's uh, that way. Carrie Morton is that way. I think homicide is a great addition. We'll get to him uh, a little bit. The Hawks are re I think is a really cool gimmick. There's a lot of cool stuff, but then there's also mask versus mask question mark versus question mark two.
1: Yeah, this stinks. Um, Rodney Mack is, is question mark. It, it's the kind of it's the kind of thing well, I, I'm guessing most of the people listening to this don't watch. But like it's the kind of thing where they're not even hiding it. He just he's Rodney Mack with a mask on. He's got the chain around his neck, he wears the Rodney Mack fucking gear, the tattoos are visible. It's fucking Rodney, you know. So and then question mark two is allegedly the brother of the of the question mark Josephus, who passed away and they're they god awful feud and they're going to do the Mass first Mass match. So this is awful. This is the NWA at its worst. It's not really over in front of even their own fans. Everyone's a little creeped out about it. Leave the memories alone. You know what I mean? Just enough of this. It stinks.
0: Right. Somebody likes this, and I'm not sure who. Oh, well, at yeah, Billy. yeah. At Billy. Billy. Cor-
1: <laughs> There's <laughs> one person <laughs> I know that, that likes it. it. It's at Billy. Yeah.
0: Uh, all right. Uh, MLW National Openweight Championship. Now, this title has now officially been won on television, right? Because Davey's been defending this title for like six months, even though it hasn't aired that he actually won it yet, right?
1: He is not officially the title. No, (laughs) still? If you remember the last NWA pay-per-view we previewed. (laughs) That's what I'm saying,
0: the last pay-per-view he hadn't won it yet.
1: He defended this title on that pay-per-view, which he hadn't won yet. We're now three months on. And he has still not officially won this MLW title oh. on MLW TV. And yet he's defending it for a second time in the NWA. He has defended it in New Japan on uh, New Japan Strong. And he hasn't even won it yet on MLW's <laughs> television, which, by the way, this week featured Killer Cross and Scarlet Bordeaux in action. <laughs> if you want to know how things are going with MLW and their uh, oh, television God. schedule.
0: This is great. So this is going to be an all-timer because I-, I-, I discovered doing one of the Patreon shows uh, I was talking about all the all you know one day title reigns zero day title reigns and then talked about the Freebirds had like a very famous you know negative 17 day you know WCW tag team title reign or whatever this one's getting absurd cuz he technically won this thing what in June let me let me let me double check June or July is when these battle riot things were 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 fi- okay June 23rd June 23rd 2022 is when he won it yeah. what is that show airing
1: Well they just started on pro wrestling tv. Dot, oh, the fucking for wrestling.tv, I believe it is, yeah. Some app or something that... I'm not going to download. So. I looked for it, couldn't find it, got annoyed, <laughs> yeah. and now, now I'm just not going to watch. Um, they just aired... They've only aired one or two episodes, and it's from those tapings. They aired the Battle Riot, and they aired some matches this week or something. Yeah, so I don't know when that... That match will air soon, but the point is he keeps defending this title that he hasn't won yet.
0: This is an all timer I can't wait to read about this in like fifteen years. This negative like two hundred yeah. day title reign that he's going to have, where he's defended it numerous times in other promotions in between. Yeah. He, he,
1: and I think he's lost it. Has he lost it already?
0: Um, I don't believe he has.
1: Spoiler I don't, alert, everyone! But I, don't I don't believe he has.
0: I don't believe he has. now.
1: This is the national M- MLW, MLW national, national title. title. I know he. Well, what's the title that Shun Skywalker won? In MLW, which great, has an air jet. And won't air. <laughs> what
0: is what the hell is MLW? What is that company? Uh he is the world middleweight champion. Oh, Why the are there so line. many titles? Stop.
1: Yeah. No, the middleweight title <laughs> is the one that they've had that Myron Reed won and all those guys. This uh national title was the one that Alex Kane had for a long time. Yes, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. And and Davy Richards beat Alex Kane, and I guess he's still the champion. Anyway. There you go. All right.
0: Uh, that should be a fun match, though. Davy Richards uh, against Colby Carino. Uh, I'm into that. That sounds great. Carino's good. Carino, if you have not watched Carino in a while, he's gotten good. Uh, he's added some weight. He's now a little bit older. He seems to have gotten his life in order. He's solid as hell. Right, this is a guy he who... Should, I-
1: he should shoot on Davy and ruin the next six months of MLW. <laughs> right?
0: Well, is it going to ruin it? They'll never air it. Like, <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, he should, honestly. yeah. Colby, if you're listening. That probably
1: wouldn't, that probably wouldn't go well for him it, if
0: he shot that. Probably not, but, you know... You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, so go for it, Colby. Why not? Um, they'll at least have to book you one. Right? MLW will have to bring you in for a, a one shot, right? No, they don't have to. Okay. Uh, NWA World Tag Team Championships here. I believe these guys have faced each other at least 1,000 times on every NWA pay-per-view I've ever seen. La Rebellion versus Hawks RE.
1: Not only on every pay-per-view you've ever seen, but on NWA USA <laughs> this week, they ran an Encore of their last match oh last pay-per-view, <laughs> right. so we could all watch it again. <laughs> but- um, yeah, so. <laughs> it's always good.
0: With, it's always pretty good, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, Davey Boy Smith left the promotion, so that they, he, you know, so Doug Williams doesn't have anyone team with anymore. And, um, Hawks Ari beat, um, they beat, uh, the, the, the Dirty Sexy Boy. They beat F, Dirty Dango and JTG to win the number one contendership. So here we go. And I think they're going to win the titles here. That's my feeling. And
0: they're good. They're, they're a good little gimmick too. I, I, I like. Yeah, it. they're all
1: right. Yeah, they're fine.
0: <laughs> uh, Odinson versus TBA as far as I know. Have we- I don't
1: know if he's been yanked. I don't know if he's going to have an opponent. Okay. I don't know what they're doing. The TV, they didn't do it. The TV obviously was filmed many months ago. And they didn't insert anything into the TV to say that all this wasn't going to be there. So there's no explanation and nobody knows what's going to happen with this.
0: Great. All right. <laughs> Excited. Um, EC3 versus Tom Latimer, a match for somebody. I don't even know if that Billy likes that. I mean, this is. That's nah, a match for sure. That's going to be on NWA hard times three. Do you have anything to say about EC3 versus Tom Latimer? With no stakes involved, no titles, nothing. All right. Uh, anyway, World Heavyweight Championship match. Uh, Homicide versus Kerry Morton. This is probably going to be your match of the night, man. These guys are going to go out there and work their asses off.
1: Rematch from the last pay-per-view. Yeah. Kerry Morton came up short. They had Ricky Morton cut the go-home promo for Kerry. And did you ever think you'd live long enough to where Ricky Morton was the one that you're relying on? To <laughs> right. This is the promo.
0: guy we need to have talk. Yeah. Right. We, have, we have reached the doldrums of pro wrestling, uh, 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 speaking ability where we're now. Yeah. Ricky Morton is now thought of as the good hand, the good talker that we need to use. Uh, in, yeah. in well, we want to is-
1: sell, well, we want to make some money. We got to let Ricky Morton talk. Wow. Yeah. We, well. yeah. So that's where, that's where we are now with that. Um, so imagine how bad Kerry Morton must be on the stick where they had Ricky cut his promo for him. But, um, yeah, I think, again, I think we're going to see a title change there.
0: Uh, then we have uh, WA-US Tag Team Championship. <laughs> so many titles in this company. Good God. Eight guy. titles
1: of their own uh, plus, the, plus the MLW middleweight title. Jesus
0: Christ. You
1: L- know, if you have eight of your own titles, do you need to bring in the MLW middleweight no, champion?
0: No, you do who not.
1: Hasn't, who also, by the way, hasn't <laughs> won the title yet. Do we really need that when you have eight of your own title matches? Good
0: God. Anyway, U.S. Tag Team Championship match, the Fixers versus the Spectaculars. I love the Fixers, though. I know it's it's pure at Billy because it's Jay Bradley and that man. There's The only thing that he likes more than Jay Bradley is Marche Rocket. But God damn, do I love the Fixers. Just big, burly dudes. They just told Jay Bradley, gain 100 pro- pounds. Uh, what's it? Brocco Negursky, or the fuck he's called, what's his a wrecking ball, whatever the hell is great. He's just a big yeah. giant man. It's it's, God, I, I love the fixers so much. They're not that good, but they're they're a nice little throwback. I, I like this team.
1: Yeah, and the Spectaculars are the dollar store version of like your blowjob tag team. You know the fantastics, the fabulous ones. They wear the little bow ties. Yes,
0: you know? <laughs> it, it rules again. Classic. Yeah. This is a classic NWA thing here. You got the big, right. burly, just barrel-chested guys that are just going to drink beers immediately after the match, and then the the you know bow tie wearing, high fiving you know ring rat loving, <laughs> Spectaculars team. So there you go.
1: You, I, I gotta say, Rich, you sound moderately excited about a show that you're going to be. You're going to be into hour three and a half on this. On uh, I
0: always on- am. I, I like the end of the way more than a lot of... The, the last time, that did wear on me. The last yeah. show did wear on me. But uh. I like the end of... I don't hate it. It's a better roster than people think it has.
1: I, that You know what? It's I, That was going to be one of my points to wrap it up. They have... The roster is not terrible.
0: It's now, unique. You know what I mean? Like, I can go and watch... A thousand different indies, and a lot of them are almost exactly the same. And there's there's good, and there's bad, and there's plus. But I, I see the same thing. You can you can click on any prestige, and I'm not. I'm just naming company. I'm not calling yeah. any of these companies out or whatever. But I can click on a prestige wrestling show, and a West Coast show, and an action wrestling show, and stuff. And like they're all really good, and I enjoy it. But like a lot of them feel kind of the same. The match structures are larger than the same. You,
1: you couldn't have. Okay. I agree with your point. I,
0: action. I didn't mean to say action. I meant you, to say you, deadlock. No, 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 but when you, I said action, you, I meant deadlock, but I apologize.
1: You couldn't have picked three places that have more distinct rosters than the three you picked of from one another. Like action and West Coast Pro don't use any no, of the same. People. No,
0: I, met, I In, meant deadlock, but yeah, yeah. That, when just, I, I said I, action, I meant deadlock. So I apologize.
1: Yeah. For that. But if you, here, here, edit that out and go back and say. Black Label Pro, Game Changer. No, because I don't even watch uh, yeah. those
0: because I can't even pretend that I'm watching those, but they're the same way as well. No, I, yeah. I think, like, when you when they bring in, like, outside talent, they're bringing in a lot of the same outside talent, those yeah, companies, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? And, like it's not just necessarily the talent but it's the show the way it looks the way it's structured the way it works or whatever and it's not necessarily just a one-to-one these talents are all the same but like you kind of know what and it's good like i i watch all those promotions and i like most them, west coast pro and and deadlock especially i watch almost all their shows and i enjoy them and i like them and it's like when they're done i'm like "Ah, all right cool i'm glad i watched that or whatever but there's just the different look a different feel to the nwa and it's nice to have that and and it's not all good but it you know, I don't know. There's sometimes
1: well, it's mostly bad. Honestly.
0: Yeah. right. But I don't know why. There's some weird attraction that I have to it that I just can't the, explain. Roster,
1: the roster really. This is not they've had way worse rosters than this in their history. OK, that's number one. They have they have had much worse rosters at times than the roster they have now, which actually is a pretty decent roster. The problem is the booking is horrendous. There's way too like there's way too much like Dumb goofiness that isn't over with anybody like the question mark stuff and the stuff with Sal Renaro and the stuff with Danny Deals and just it's uh, it's just so off putting and and Danny shitty <laughs> and it's just so bad and 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 it's just not utilized properly. I think if you've got a booker in there who had a clue with this roster and they cut a little bit of the fat cuz there's way too many people on the roster. Okay, that they can get rid of some of these people. Yeah, get
0: rid of three titles yeah. and about 40% of the roster and you'd be right. in much and much better. And keep,
1: shape. Yeah, and then a, a decent booker can do something with this roster and do something with the unique look and and go back to that studio feel cuz there's still TV is still in the studio environment but it doesn't have the studio feel anymore if that makes any sense. Of course. Yeah. That, yeah. that old school studio feel just it, it it's not there anymore. The way it was in the early days, when they rolled when they rolled out power. So, but the roster itself's good, and the pay per views are too bloated. There should be six or seven matches on this pay per view.
0: That you know, it, fourteen it's, seems like too much. Yeah, fourteen definitely seems ridiculous, <laughs> like a lot for sure. The
1: NWA does not need eight titles. It just doesn't. You don't need two sets of men's tag team titles.
0: The, the best part about all that is is, is when the NWA started, and, and we heard this. You know, from Dave Logano, who was a big part of of, of the beginning of it with the Lightning One or whatever, is that he was the
1: first book. He was the booker. He yeah, was the, he right, was, right. Yeah,
0: His booker produced... You know, I I don't know his exact title, but you know, he was producing a lot of the television, producing the YouTube content, all that sort of stuff. But you know, he had said multiple places, including you know when we had talked to him, that like one of his original goals and and it felt like at the time one of Billy's original goals was collect all these NWA titles that were all over the place because when they bought the NWA. That company had 25 different titles in all different regions and every – collect all these titles, bring them all together, and then get rid of them at all and, and, and yeah. keep the name NWA to mean something, that you have a world's heavyweight title, you have a women's heavyweight title, and a tag team title. And that's all that – you know. let those be prestige. And somewhere over the last three years now, we have eight individual titles. That's just like, yeah. why?
1: And then they rolled out the TV title, but they made it so gimmicky – that it felt different than the other titles because it was the whole deal with the five. Remember the six minute, the six minute and five second time limits with the whole six hundred five. Oh
0: yeah, of course, yeah, yeah.
1: And if you win seven matches in a row, you get a world title match. So it was like a, true. it was an old school TV title. It was defended on TV every week with the little six minute with the gimmicky time limit. Then Lagana, you know, gets speaking doubt and 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 gets fired. And then Billy and Pat Kenny take full control of the creative, and now we have this, where there's like 9,000 titles. And the roster is... but It was a nice, tight roster back then, too, where each taping, you'd have like a 12- or 15-man crew. Almost yeah, people like would come old, and go,
0: too, which was, was cool. You know, they, they'd do their yeah. little run, they do a taping, and then they'd leave, and then that was it. And it was like, all right, that's fine. You know, that's okay.
1: It was like the old Portland roster. It was a tight, small, small roster. And then each set of tapings would have a fresh feel because... would be out. You'd bring in 60% new guys. You'd keep your core. You'd keep your Nick Aldis. You'd keep whoever you had under contract, right? You'd keep whoever you were building up, you know, maybe your Ricky Starks or whoever, but then everyone else would be new and it would still, but it would still be a, a small, tight crew, right? Now everything is Bloat is the number one word I think of with the modern NWA now. Everything's bloated. Too many titles, too many people on the roster, too many matches on the pay-per-view. It's just too much. Everything is too much. Anyway, what's next?
0: Uh, NWA National Championship, Scion defending against Dak Draper.
1: So Scion is now the son of Austin Idol for some reason. Now, Dak Draper, you know, he he comes across for whatever reason in this promotion – like a like a big he comes across he looks and feels like a star and he I never got that from him when he was with ring of honor it's just funny how people can go to different places and either they're not as appealing as they were before or they have a fresh coat of paint and they're more interesting than they were before and wrestling's always been that way and that's why it's also good for wrestling to have movement among the rosters and things because when this guy's on tv he comes across like why like he's big he has a good look and i'm like wow he never came across this way to me in the ring of honor but here he does so that's one thing i would look for if you watch the show
0: uh a world women's title here a three-way yes we have two different Triple threat three way matches here. It's is unbelievable. It's so annoying for it's both so annoying. the women's and the world heavyweight title. Live the NWA world's Women's Title. Camille, Kylan King, and Chelsea Green is your women's championship match. I, you know this, why this, does this, this need to have three people?
1: It doesn't. It's just, so this is the semi main event, and uh, you know not to defend that Billy again, but to, to go a little further with this. You know, Camille has worked more semi and main events on pay-per-views than any other wrestler in the company since the end of the pandemic. Oh, yeah, yeah. And okay. she's
0: been the number, probably the number one talent I mean, among consistently from the beginning to the end. The talent pushed. they've been most behind, most pushed, yeah. most kind of building up. And, you know, this is actually funny that when, when this happened a couple weeks ago with uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, when they released their women's, you know, 500 or whatever. And there was a bunch of names on the list or whatever. And um, they were saying, OK, you know, it's a blend of kayfabe and, and, and whatever. And. And I was, me and a few other people, and I I did see people on Twitter being like, well, if this is kayfabe, like, where the fuck's Camille? Like, there's no better, you know, kayfabe-wise, one of the most dominant women in wrestling right now is Camille, who's had this title now for for a a year-plus, like, wins all of her matches, is in main events, and semi-main events, one of the most pushed commodities. Like, if you're talking strictly kayfabe, like, where's the credit for Camille? I, I And, and... I think from a, even a storyline aspect, like we we've been Camille defenders for a while, and there's there's you know it's not all great with Camille. There's there's there is some rough patches still, but like they've got behind her, pushed her, and she's pretty much delivered every time you could ask her uh, to deliver. So yeah, I'm always kind of amazed that more people don't talk about uh, Camille and 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 you know not necessarily her prospect status, but just like where she's at right now. Like you know, talking about great women in, in this is one that's being pushed. Better and more consistent than almost any other woman in in America right now.
1: Yeah, and my, my, and yeah, and the point I was gonna make, I was gonna, I was gonna put over Corgan again because she's been pushed harder than just about anybody in the company, and has the main events and the semi main events to back it up. Uh, the NWA has a full time female commentator. Is there any other American promotion that can say that? I mean, there's not. I mean, Velvet Sky stinks. Don't get me wrong, she's terrible, but. He's got a woman at she's the announce. Yeah, she's there. He's got two women's titles uh, in a relatively small promotion. And now, okay, WWE does as well. They have many women's titles, actually, with all their different brands. But they're WWE, and they have 400 wrestlers and three different brands. AEW rolled out a second women's title. Uh, there's promotions that don't have any women. MLW doesn't have a single women's title. Okay, Impact has two. But the NWA also, two women's titles full-time women's commentator camille works a main event or a semi-main event on every single pay-per-view so again there's a lot of arguments in favor that the nwa does very right by women in wrestling you know it's just circling back to the top of the segment here so i just wanted to add that too
0: all right then we have our i'm a real
1: corgan defender you really are jeez i I mean i just go with the facts man i don't know
0: gotta face the facts all right uh nwa world heavyweight championship match Good God, Trevor Murdoch defending the title against Matt Cardona and Tyrus. Yes, we are still doing the Tyrus thing, even though it has not meant anything for business yet, and he's a horrific pro wrestler. We are still doing the Tyrus thing.
1: I shit you not. They did a sixth in event on Power, the Go Home Power, the main event of the Go Home on Power. Tyrus was on the babyface side with Trevor Murdoch, and I forget who the team. It doesn't matter. The point here is, um. Tyrus at this point, and we all know how bad he is, and I'm not exaggerating. When he tags into a match, he struggles to climb into the ring from the apron. <sighs>
2: Great.
1: It, it, it reminded me watching the match of 1989 Andre the Giant. That's how much he struggles just to.
0: to... Not a good comp. Yeah, that's not a
1: not a good. And comp. I'm not I'm not trying to be funny. You know what I mean. I'm not trying to pop the audience. He struggles that mightily just to climb in and out of the ring over the middle rope. I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is Andre teaming with Haku against Demolition. And Haku does all the work. Andre tags in, does the spot where he gets tied up in the ropes. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, Of Pew.
0: course, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, and it's like that's what he is now. He cannot even get in and out of the ring comfortably. It's, it's gotten really bad. You know, Tyrus is no spring chicken. He's in his 40s. So this isn't just like a big guy who's a big he's also a big guy who's been taking bumps for a long time and he's getting older now too. And it's 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 he's even worse now than people might even remember. It's it's not good. But he 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 traded in the TV title, that's the story here. Um he's allegedly a baby face. Him and Murdoch are kind of tweener's. Cardona's the clear heel and the go home angle was Cardona and his And his gang of guys, Brian Myers and and all the dudes that are in his uh, faction, uh, VSK, all those guys, they they beat everybody up at the end of the show. And it was Cardona with a chair, Murdoch and Tyrus facing off with him, and then the show fades to black. So that was your go-home angle for the main event. I think they should just put their title – assuming Cardona is either under contract or going to work future dates, I'd put the title back on him. He's not as hot as he was. I think Cardona has cooled off.
0: They, yeah, they probably missed the boat on that about, I don't know. Well, he got hurt. Yeah, it? that, it's pretty much always ready was the, the unfortunate uh, he was not ready on that pay-per-view. That, that was yeah. probably it. And yeah, he, he has seemed to struggle to kind of get that same energy back that he had, you know, the summer and, and, and the spring of this year.
1: He was hot there for, well, that was last year even at this point. Oh my God, you're right. Hot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when he did the thing in GCW where it was him and not Mox and then he got real hot. That's going back a year now. Then he got hurt and lost all his momentum. But I still think the move here is to put it on him. He's a guy who loves pro wrestling and he just likes to wrestle. And um, you know he puts maximum effort into anything he does. He did all those stupid death matches that he didn't have to do and tortured his body. He um, he works really hard in, in the NWA. He works really hard. And um, he works hard on you know his promos. He's, he's
0: great just, at promotion too. I mean, it, yeah. it's not just Twitter; it's everywhere he goes and when he's appearing on shows. Like he just gets it. You know what I mean? He's a guy that just he when you have him in your company, he's all in. You know what I mean? Like everything that he's doing is to you know promote the match, promote the company, promote the whatever. So yeah, I, I'm with you. He's a guy that I would definitely go out of my way to get in there. And, he, and even, he, even yeah, when he's he, burying a company, he's promoting the company. But people, you know, yeah, he some, knows what he's doing. Right. He.
1: He grew up a fan, and he loves pro wrestling. And he probably really gets off on being NWA World Champion. You know what I mean? He's he. It, that's that's the essence of who he is, and he just loves this shit. You know, and and um, he's someone. This is what I'm saying. The roster is really not bad. You just need someone better in control of it. Yeah, but that's not going to happen with the current structure. Um, you know, Corgan is just, you know, we've his creative just isn't. His, I, I you bad. know, I don't know who it's for, but it ain't for me, and and it, it, it's not very good. Anyway, that's the uh, Hard Times Three, which we will be reviewing next week. Rich is going to watch it in a hundred different agonizing pieces while he's at work <laughs> this week. Yep. Um, he's going to say, "When does this show fucking end?" I, someone who's smart, will watch it live and get it over you with. Got to do that. Yeah, that's the best. Part um, of that's the best way to do it. It's the easiest way to do it. But who knows? That nurse probably has them apple picking or something this weekend. No, so the apples
0: are gone already. Too late. Too cold. Too cold for the apples.
1: Blueberry picking or whatever. <laughs> no, way past
0: blueberry season dude. season, dude. Way
1: past blueberry I, listen, season. Listen, I don't know the fucking fruit seasons. You're I don't right. know. November's
0: hun- not a good fruit season for any fruits. I'll tell you that. It's getting too cold, man. It's going to be 30 degrees. Well,
1: I don't know what. It's fucking, it's not cold down here. So I don't know. But,
0: uh, well, then why don't you go blueberry picking then?
1: Because I can go to the store and buy a quart of blueberries. I don't need to go pick them off a fucking bush or whatever they grow on. What do they grow on? A vine, bush, yeah, a bush? A bush, a bush, yeah. It's a blueberry bush. You know, my neighbor, my neighbor over there, um, he's got a, a pear tree in his yard. Yeah. And it over it is overgrown and it, it's in the our yard, and the pears fall off of his pear tree into our yard.
0: Bet your dog loves that.
1: The kids love it. Oh, they run right. out there, and they're, <laughs> see. They're like, "Oh, look at the pears!" They see? bring the pears in, and you know, my kind of kids. I like it. See? I, I shine them up on my shirt, and I and I say, "Here you go, enjoy a pear." Pears are great. Um, fresh pears off the pear tree from from the neighbor. See, it's
0: kind of it's kind of addicting, isn't it?
1: He calls me Mr. Joe, the
0: neighbor. <laughs> Mr. Joe
1: he calls me Mr. Joe, the neighbor. He's got the the pear tree that that, that drops the pears. He had a uh, an eggplant. How, how do eggplants grow? On a fucking vine or something?
0: Uh, I believe eggplants... How do they grow? I don't know if I've ever grown an eggplant, to tell you. We well, had don't know. some
1: kind of eggplant, squash, something like vegetable. Okay. The vine went through the pickets on the fence. Yeah. And then the vine sprouted the thing. Like, whatever the thing is. The fucking squash or the eggplant or whatever the fuck. And it it, it grew and it got ripe and we took it off. But then I didn't know what it was, so I just threw it out. I didn't want to, like... Risk it, you know. I'm like, I don't know what this is, and I don't know how to prepare it, and I don't want to go knock on the door, and and because that's you know embarrassing. So, um, ah, you missed yes, out on uh, get...
0: potentially some good uh, eggplant parmesan there, sir. Yeah, right. I know, but
1: again, I could just go to the fucking Kroger and buy an eggplant. I don't need <laughs> to fucking... get your uh, the uh,
0: delivery app that shall not be named until they sponsor us to go get you a uh, an eggplant. Yeah
1: the fucking H-E-B, you know, whatever. You don't have H-E-B. Okay. Uh, we
0: don't have H-E-B. I'm aware of H-E-B, but we don't have...
1: Uh... I bet you have Kroger though, because that's like an Ohio uh, So thing.
0: we don't have Kroger, but we have a division of Kroger. Kroger okay. owns uh, uh, Mariano's, which is our our local... I think yeah. they own Mariano's.
1: Well, they give it an Italian name because it's Chicago. It's smart. <laughs>
0: well, I think Mariano's... Well, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. I think Mariano's was a like... thing before Kroger bought them.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Because, like, my grandmother, my Ita- on the Italian side, my grandmother... um my Italian grandmother in New Jersey. We just had election day. Well, whenever an election would come up, she would just vote for who
2: <laughs> she'd vote for whoever
1: whoever was Italian, regardless of party. She didn't know what they stood for. Like she would just look on the ballot. They used to send the paper ballots in the mail so you could prepare before you go down and, and pull the levers. And she would just circle all the Italian names, and then she would just that was her voting strategy. Whoever the Italian guys were. We had a, a, a governor here, Jim Florio. I don't know if you know anything about our New Jersey governors. I do
0: not know anything but, about New Jersey governors. Now
1: she was a huge fan of Jim Florio because he was because his name was fucking Florio. She knew nothing about him or his policies or anything, but you know, big Jim Florio fan. That's you know, so same thing with the Marianos. I'm sure all the Waps out there are going there because it's a fucking. They probably think some Italian guy owns it when it's really some corporate conglomerate that owns. The well, there used thing. to be.
0: So, th- do you want to get into Chicago grocery store lore?
1: Why not? Okay, like the rest all of the right. content stinks and I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> the rest so. of these
0: shows kind of suck. Um so there was Dominic's, was the one of the one of the major Chicago chains. Dominic's, okay? Also given a very Italian name. I forget who who actually founded Dominic's. I'm sure it was Dominic DeMedio. DeMedio, DeMedio. He was born in Sicily. That's all you need to know. So he was an Italian guy. Um yeah. so he there there was Dominic's. and then at some point a CEO named Bob Mariano took over in Dominic's, and he said, "Hey, we should do this, and we should do this, and we should do this." And other people were like, "No, no, no, let's not do that." And so eventually, he said, "Fuck off, then," and created his own grocery store and put Dominic's out of business.
1: That's you see, I like that shit. And then
0: sold that shit to Kroger. And
1: said, I'm out <laughs> immediately. Cashed out. Right.
0: I'm out, bitch. Bye. <laughs> yeah, and then so good. For like him, Jack,
1: man. I'll take the forty-four billion. Sure thing, sir.
0: <laughs> right, at Jack. Yeah. Yeah. At Jack was more than happy. <laughs>
1: at Jack took the forty-four billion and is now creating Blue Sky. Whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> oh, sure. And,
0: Good, great, awesome.
1: Uh, yeah. So we have another one. We we finally kill one, and they're going to create another one, which is a mild
0: N- thing none. None is- will be as bad as Twitter. So we're we're okay.
1: Oh, oh, you say that? Anything <laughs> where the public comes together to have discussions is going to be just as bad as Twitter. Who are you kidding? Come on, man. Anyway, that's NWA Hard Times 3.
0: There we go. Yeah, that is Hard Times Get 3. It. Get into it. Voices of Wrestling.com slash fight, by the way.
1: NWA, with uh, with Twitter dying story. any day now, come to our Discord.
0: Absolutely, voiceofresonatecom/discord. Yeah. I definitely do yeah. that. It, it is much better. We've had a lot of uh, some heavy hitters joining lately. Some some big time names joining the the ranks. So yeah, yeah, yeah it it's it, it's growing. And uh, Twitter's probably dying any day now. <laughs> so voiceofresonatecom/discord. <laughs> it's dying. Discord. It
1: should. I, I listen. Uh, I, we'll, I, we'll
0: do the show. We'll do that show when that happens. I think. Yeah, but, I don't
1: want to get into a whole thing, but it's 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 definitely it was a it was a failed social experiment. It'll never work. The, the copycat ones, the mastodons, your blue sky, they're not going to work either. Um, it's a failed social experiment. And I think it's healthy that everyone kind of retreats back into their own uh, hives and retreats back into their own echo chambers, whatever you want to call it. Uh, because I don't think it's the worst thing in the world to go back to like the forum days or whatever, where you're surrounded by like-minded people that you get along with. You know, because you know what, Rich? That's what we do in real life. I'm not friends with people
0: that don't like me or don't like the things that I like. (laughs) Like I'm friends with people that like me and like the things that I like.
1: Right. You know what I mean? In real life, we don't force ourselves to hang out with social circles that don't share our interests, don't get along with us, don't understand our humor, don't get our tone. No one does that in real life. It would be absurd. People would think you're a maniac. They'd think you're an insane person if you tried to do that. Right, we all hang out with like-minded people who share our interests and share our senses of humor. Yet, we all thought this that Twitter would work by bringing all mishmashing all of these different kinds of groups of people together. That doesn't mean that all these groups of people that any of them that some are bad or some are good. Rich, we just don't understand each other. And in real life, we would never hang out with a lot. So why do we? Why did we try to force ourselves to do this? You know. So I think it's a good thing that Twitter will die. And that people revert into their discords, into their group chats, into their whatever the fucks, where they're just with people that are like-minded that they get along with. The reality is, it should have always been that way. But we all thought something like Twitter could work, and it was a good idea on paper. But it's very obvious in execution it just doesn't work. So now we're going – this is one facet of, of, of life and society – That is going to go backwards, retreating back into our own hives, which I think is healthy. You know, I saw somebody many months ago be like, ah, that that Discord is Joe Lanza's safe space. I didn't even take offense to that. It's like, no, this is, you know, they thought that was like a knock that I'm not on Twitter anymore and I just hang out in the Discord. But it's like everyone, it's healthier. I'm a better person now because I'm not fighting with people on Twitter. You know? yeah, you're not so going to I war.
0: Think every, You're not every time you open your phone going to war.
1: <laughs> yeah. That, with... And that dope who took the shot at me is still doing that and probably hating half of his day all the time. Uh, good for you. know That's your choice. Okay. But it, the pragmatic thing is just to, to reel it back and stop doing this to each other. You know, and just uh, it, it's much healthier. And I think that's the destruction and the ultimate demise of Twitter is going to be good for a lot of people. And you know, it's going to be good for the people who don't even realize it's going to be good for them. Mm-hmm. That's who it's going to be best for. The people now who are lamenting that the oh my god, i can't believe twitter's going away. I can't believe Elon's killing this thing. It's going to be terrible. Those people are going to learn the most that this thing was destructive to their mental health and to their well-being and to their day-to-day lives and to their happiness. They're the ones that are going to figure it out in the strongest way possible when Twitter finally does go down. The ones that think they don't want it to be gone. I'm just enjoying all the madness. I'm watching it crumble and it's fun.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I I had a very happy day today realizing that like it's almost over. Like it looks like it, it, it's it, it's getting there. And it's it's not necessarily like, ah ha ha we were right to do it, but like, you know, we had this, you know, we we had this very long discussion about this you know over a year ago where we were discussing yeah. like, is this a thing that we can afford to not be active on is there is yeah. there even a reason? And it was unthinkable. People were saying, "Well, I mean, geez, you're not. I mean, you guys are really capping what you're going to do without being on." So, no, it never ever was that way. And like you said, now it has made my day much better. It's made your day much better. I think I, I don't even think about it anymore. I don't think about it's getting
1: up. Every real life relationship I have is better without Twitter.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's 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 and the thing that you realize is Twitter is only a big deal while you're active in it. It's only. Correct. The second you get out of it, the second you talk to somebody who's not on Twitter, they don't know anything about it, they don't care about it, they don't use it, but the second you, you you're like, oh, it's everything and it's all that matters and whatever, you get out of it and you're like, wait a minute, it doesn't matter at all, none of this matters, it's all bullshit, it's all garbage, it's all likes and retweets are fucking worthless, they don't mean a thing, they don't mean a yeah. thing, it did not affect any aspect of anything that we do on our website.
1: Yeah, and when it comes to – forget our personal well-being. When it just comes to our business, we've never been more successful, and we're a year removed from Twitter.
0: Yeah, our website gets more traffic than ever.
1: <laughs> and it was scary to let go. Yeah, but the further removed we get, the more we learn. It's, it makes it
0: absurd. It. Like, every day I think, like, God damn it. I used to – every day used to get on time. there. And and every time I was watching a wrestling show, I had to say, I better tweet about this wrestling show. I need
1: show. a take. I need a take.
0: Right, right. Having to have a take every single time. And now I watch shows, and sometimes I have a take, and sometimes I don't. And if I have a take, I write it down, and we talk about it on this show. Or I read about it. Or, or, you know, whatever. But – Man, it, it, it's yeah, it, it, it's wild, and it will be like I said. It's gonna be eye-opening for a lot of people. There are a lot of people that made their identity Twitter, and those people are probably gonna suffer because they've made yeah. their life that. Yeah and and and, they, and their
1: entire social circle is twitter the, right those and, people will struggle but that but you know what long term it's better for them too. right
0: they will they will soon realize that it, that it's fine and then there's those other people that were there and on the app and on you know and eventually it's going to go away and they're going to go jesus christ why did i waste as much time as i did on that stupid app and and yeah. you know they, they'll be fine but it, yeah there yeah, are people that made their know, whole identity the likes and the retweets and the backpats yeah. and that sort of stuff and those people are going to have to adjust to you know Having a take in their mind and not having a thousand people go, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that. It's going to suck for those people. Yeah.
1: At first, it was hard not getting that endorphin rush or that, you know, of of, but the further you get removed from it, the less you even crave that anymore. And now I don't crave it at all because I was addicted to the app. Everybody knows that. But it's like, you know, it's you don't have it anymore. What you're going to find is you're going to talk to people in your life more. You're going to read a book. You know, you're gonna find you're gonna you're gonna find things to do, and then you're, and that they're gonna be so much more. And I know the people that are addicted to the app, the way that I was, are listening to this, and they're just doing the hand job motion, they're rolling their eyes. You'll see, if this thing dies, you'll see, you'll you'll learn the same way that we learned that it's all fucking horse shit. You know, it's uh, it, you know, I, I don't know anyone in my real life who has a Twitter account.
0: That's the other like, thing too. I, yeah, when when I'm uh, like nobody else I know is on it. Like uh, people that I know from the wrestling sphere, but my, my normie friends know nothing about it. They have no no earthly idea about Twitter.
1: No one in my family has a Twitter account. My wife doesn't have a Twitter account. She thought I was a dork for being on it all the time. Uh, None of my friends have Twitter accounts. Some of them have Twitter accounts where they just, they use for news, but they never tweet. I, I don't know anyone in real life that has the fucking thing. Yeah, I was the only idiot doing it. So, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I, I do hope it goes down in flames. It's great on two fronts. One, Twitter is dying. Two, Elon Musk looks like an absolute It's
0: pretty fun from afar, yeah. It doesn't affect me in any way, so I'm just like kicking my heels up and going, "All right, let's see." He's gonna make a great documentary in a couple years. Like I'm just enjoying it, like the rapid speed at which it's demising too. This thing that was everyone, quote unquote, everyone's life for you know was our lives for as many years is now within like the span of seven days, like on the way to just complete ruin. And uh, I gotta say, I I, yeah, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect my bottom line, so I'm just like, all right, let's see what happens. You know,
1: I'm gonna miss. I mean. the the news part of Twitter, but something will replace that. Yeah, of course. Something's gonna replace that piece of it. Like Yeah, going back
0: yeah. and reading websites or maybe having to actually read an article to find out news. Yeah.
1: yeah. But even like breaking the breaking news aspect of Twitter was very good. But here's the thing like when I'm watching okay, good example. Sunday afternoons when I'm watching the NFL, I've got my um I've got my my Twitter burner that is exclusively NFL accounts. I have that up and I, during commercials or whatever I'm scrolling that just keeping up with the games and what's going on and, and and things like that but something will replace all of right, that right if the NFL you know,
0: smart they'll 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 make their own thing and then or at least on their website you go to nfl.com or whatever and the sidebar is just a streaming yeah. thing of all the the major reporters and the major team beat writers and all that sort of stuff and yeah it'd be easy to right. do that
1: Trade deadlines, you know, Twitter's very, very useful. That stuff uh, I say that I'd miss, but I'm confident it'll be replaced. The DMs I'll miss. I have tons of running DM conversations with people, and I'm sure some of those people I'll lose contact with for maybe forever, you know, and – and wrestling contacts that I use for news or just to get s- scoops or just to trade rumors with, I'm sure I'll lose some of those people if Twitter were to go down. And, and, you know, so some of that stuff I'll miss, but it's still fun watching it get set ablaze and set on fire and die. And it's such I it spectacular
0: fashion too. It's not, yeah. it's not going out in like a, a, a- a slow death. It's just like fucking on fire. Ah, Dylan, speeding at a thousand miles per hour. It's just incredible. On
1: working himself into a shoot, and now just fucking taking a shit all over himself. It's it's a amu- you can't tell me that it's not amusing to watch all of this. Yeah, and to watch all of the the, the blue checks the 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 blogger blue checks the the when you say the uh,
0: blue check marks everybody know yeah you mean those at, some be, yeah. at new york times guy you know yeah. what i mean it's like yeah. it's like insert random dude's name at you know columnist at new york times or whatever that's just watching all of them his mind. shit yeah.
1: themselves is like the greatest thing yeah. ever you know like the old meme where you remember the spider-man meme with the where it was like every time trump tweets these are the blue check marks. It was like a parade of Spider-Man. Yeah, guys, yeah, yeah,
0: Com- yeah. They were going through a Comic Con. It's a bunch of Spider-Man finding each other at the Comic Con. Yeah. yeah,
1: right. That those blue check marks. Those are the people I'm referring. They are, are not going to know what to do with their lives without this fucking Twitter. And um it, and you know so they're the ones <laughs> Who's that the
0: guy I'm, that you hate. That guy. It's what's he going to do? Kyle Griffin. <laughs> yeah. What's he going to do?
1: Kyle Griffin, God, I never followed that guy, and he's constantly on every timeline I've ever had. People love retweeting that fucking guy. Kyle Griffin with his dopey <laughs> long neck and his stupid mustache. I, I don't even know pun- who
0: he works for. I have no idea. Anything. I don't either. He was, I when saw he- him every day, too, until you were just like, hey, Rich, I'm blocking this guy. Like, Do you care? And I'm like, I don't know who this guy even is. Please block him. Yes.
1: Aaron Rupar. That's yeah, Aaron's
0: one. a wrestling fan, though he, may, he
1: he pops up in wrestling threads sometimes. Yeah, yeah but he's another one. He's prolific. He's a
0: prolific poster. Yeah, I don't know what Pro- he's prolific gonna do. poster.
1: He, you know, what he's doing right now. He's tweeting is what he's doing right
0: now. <laughs> tweeting through it. Yeah, tweeting through him it. and
1: Kyle Griffin. They're they're fucking or Griffith, whatever his name is. You know, just just uh, constantly tweeting and posting. There's a bunch more, but those are the people that are that are gonna uh, uh, suffer greatly you know trump isn't going to know what to do you know it's funny well, elon's going right? well, gonna... to let him back on and then it's going to be a hellscape
0: there's going to be 10 people left on it while he's there yeah
1: so elon'll let trump back on trump is going to be happy and then the site's going to die and then trump's going to be annoyed again uh, so yeah, nah, it's, 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 I'm enjoying watching it burn. Uh, we have a lot of stuff to get to though. So we should yeah, probably, we, we should uh, do that.
0: even though I said we yeah. were not going to do the Twitter show, we just kind of, and we it. ended
1: up doing it. We yeah. did the Twitter show anyway. We can't help ourselves. Well,
0: well, speaking of that, let's, let's get to, uh, some of these other wrestling topics, but first show, but first, let's let you know this episode of the flagship podcast is sponsored by our very good friends at HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that is why, Joe, they are America's number one meal kit. It's time to cozy up and save money by cooking at home. Fall is the perfect time to experience the delicious taste and unparalleled convenience of HelloFresh fresh. I know that because just before we got on the air here, I made the balsamic fig pork recipe, made a portion for myself, packed a portion for the nurse to take to work tomorrow. We tend to do that a lot. Uh, we'll make it, and then we'll make two of them, and one of them will be for a lunch the next day. One will be for the dinner that day. Uh, easy to do. Very, very simple. But uh, you have a pack fall calendar, as many people do, with HelloFresh's quick and easy meals. Those are the ones I love the most. Uh, like their 20-minute recipes, or low prep and easy cleanup options mean you'll spend less time in the kitchen and more time with your loved ones. HelloFresh is now offering vegan recipes on the Menu every single week as well, made without animal products of any kind, like dairy, meat, eggs, or honey. Uh, enjoy meals like sweet chili tofu bowls or spicy coconut curry stir fry. And HelloFresh works with your ever-changing schedule as well. It's one of my favorite parts of HelloFresh. Plans are flex- uh, flexible, and you can choose your meals for the week. Update your preferences or change your delivery day All in the HelloFresh app. So if you're going on vacation, if you just don't want to cook a HelloFresh meal for that week, that's fine. You can skip a week. You can skip two weeks. You can skip a month, and you can get right back on when you want to get back on. So it is really, really cool how flexible those plans are. So changing seasons mean changing tastes. And with 30-plus weekly recipes to choose from, HelloFresh has something for everybody. You can easily customize your meals by swapping out proteins or sides, upgrading to choice proteins, or adding protein to a veggie meal as well. So here's the kicker. You're gonna to go to HelloFresh.com slash VOW65. Again, it's HelloFresh.com slash VOW65 and use our promo code VOW65 for 65% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash VOW65 and use that promo code VOW65 for 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kits. All right, let's get to – let's do eh, – you know what? Let's talk about Crown Jewel, and I have not much to say about Crown Jewel because I only watched the main event. How much of Crown Jewel did you watch, Joe?
1: I watched the whole fucking show,
0: Rich. Do you have pithy thought? I, my, my life is too short to watch Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross in a steel cage match, so I did not watch any of that stuff.
1: Well, that wasn't any good. Um let me pull up this card on our little run sheet. Cause I don't remember any of it. Um, okay. <laughs> Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley hated to finish. Um, Lashley had him in a choke and then Brock like fell on his back and Lashley was pinned. You're picking up the gist of that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh God. Really?
1: Yeah. And they only went like five minutes or something. So, um, I was looking forward to that and it wasn't very interesting. Um, damage control this case it was uh, Dakota Kai and EO Sky they won the women's tag titles from Alexa bliss and Oscar um, bliss they keep they keep teasing the um the Bray Wyatt stuff <sighs> like his stupid logo flashes when yeah. she's coming to the ring and stuff like that so that's
0: so this is another thing that we're trying to unpack these people are trying to figure out and unpack and it, well... it's like Obvious not, where it's going not
1: really because In this case it's just like she'll be Doing a promo or she'll be coming to the ring And her titantron it'll just flash the Bray logo for a second it's not It's not Like there's not there's no mystery or anything To decode it's just I don't know rich why are you making Me do this I don't <laughs> keep going keep going. Um The McIntyre's carrying cross steel cage It's carrying cross he's just the guy's Just dries a bone and there's nothing Interesting about him um Judgment Day versus the uh, OC. Uh, Rich Carl Anderson went to Saudi Arabia. He did not go to Osaka. So, uh, Man. in case you were. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Judgment Day wins. Rhea Ripley got involved at the end and everything. So, Judgment Day wins. Braun Strowman, almost. Uh, Stack Guy Greg, over with our pals at the Ringer, was very excited about watching these Giants go at it. It was Giants going at it. Um, it wasn't that bad, to be honest, considering who was involved. And uh, Stroman. Seven wins. minutes.
0: I can watch seven minutes of these two bowls going at each other.
1: Yeah, it's, it's fine. It was a spectacle, I guess. Um, the Usos defeat Butch. Why is he not just back to Pete Dunn now that it's <laughs> yeah,
0: they've changed a lot of names, but we still have Butch.
1: Like, he wears the singlet. He doesn't wear the 1920s newsboy outfit anymore. Like, he's not like a, a you know, he's a, not a Hawk you know,
0: in the uh, Afternoon Daily.
1: No. Yeah, so like, right, like... <laughs> right, with the little hat and the fucking right. suspenders and the extra extra. No, none of that, you know. He's not like, uh, uh, who who's the guy who played Patrick Bateman? Uh, the guy who played Batman, um, Christian Bale, Christian fuck, Bale. yeah, like Christian Bale in fucking Newsies. Remember that, fucking, uh, where he played one of the yeah, yeah, fucking... hey, he doesn't wear that outfit anymore. So, why not just ch- why is he still? Butch. I don't understand. Butch. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So anyway, Usos win. They beat Butch and Ridge Holland. It was fine. Um, nothing on the show was, was bad, honestly. Uh, Bianca Belair defeats Bailey. Uh, again, it was all right. I mean, not, none of this was memorable or, or, or worth going out of your way to see. But not, it was also not like, oh, why am I – Spending my life watching it. Like some WWE pay-per-views are like, I I gotta have something better to do. This was fine. And then the main event, which we'll talk about, which was Roman Reigns and Logan Paul. And uh look, Logan Paul, there, you know, I know some people don't want to hear it, but that's too bad. The guy is great. The guy I mean, is
0: tremendous. Yeah. You know what they you know what WWE needs to do? Now that Jake Paul is in, you know, they, Jake Paul appeared here. If you didn't see, he, he came out with. You know, he, he was in backstage promos with him, and then he came out to kind of help Logan against, uh, you know, yeah, the, yeah. the bloodline or whatever. Um, look, is not making any new stars anytime soon. Look at this roster. Look at the way that they build stars. Look at NXT. Look at the the s- systemic issues they've had building new stars over the last decade plus. They're not making new stars, right? right. Who's coming down the pike that, that that's a star?
1: Braun Brekar.
0: Yeah, there's nobody. They have nobody that they're making a star. They got to go all the way with Jake and Logan. Seriously, you know what I mean? Like that—that those yeah, are guys you know I, build, I build. I build my company around those guys.
1: They're already rich, though, and you're never going to get them full time.
0: I agree. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how much they love this, how much they want this. The Jake stuff is like the boxing is starting to wear thin. The buys aren't there, so I could see you convincing him. Logan seems pretty into it. You're right; they're not going to show up on Raw every week, but that's you know what. Roman Reigns doesn't show up either. You know? Yeah, Brock. Yeah, those guys don't show up. I mean they, I I'm not saying that they need to have them on TV every week because look, they put Ron on TV every week and she means nothing anymore. Right. That's the worst thing you could do to these people right. is put them on TV every week. Yeah. But you I, know I, you, this match is over and I'm thinking these are their next stars. I mean and, and I said and, and with with full dead disc- that is a, a, a terrible, terrible state of where WWE is at where they need to real, These guys are expensive. <laughs> they don't come cheap. Like you said, they're not available. They're not your homegrown guys. They can just decide one day they're done with this shit. They don't want to do it anymore. Wh- whatever. I mean, they, they, but you don't have anybody else. Like you have nothing and, and else.
1: The and, is, and the other problem though too, is because they're already rich and they have so much money and they have you by the balls, they control their own creative because Logan insists on being a baby face. Right. So that's another problem. But yeah, I, you know, and, and Nothing really hammered home how great Logan really is and how much of a natural he is than watching Jake come in and throw those awful-looking punches. Yeah, oh, Jake
0: is God. not there. Yeah, Jake is. Jake,
1: that, that, this is a good thing to to show people how great Logan is and how natural he is, because Jake is not a natural. Once he ha- got physical, he didn't look good. He looks like a guy who needs to go spend some time uh, at a wrestling school or something. Whereas Logan, from the very first time he ever wrestled, we are we were like, whoa, this guy's different. He gets it. He's a natural. You know, um, so, you know, just comparing him to his own brother, let alone comparing him to other pro wrestling rookies that have only had three matches or whatnot, it becomes very obvious um, just how spectacular Logan Paul is. He's just a, a natural and he's really great at this. And you really can't use strong enough superlatives i mean for someone who's three matches in and again this made people mad when i said it on discord i don't know if i could think of many people historically who were this good three matches into their career it's just the truth and i'm sorry if that bothers people but when i think about junakiyama or kurt angle or um anyone else who was really good really fast right i don't know if they were this good you know, and and I know that's like sacred ground, and people don't want to hear that. But am I am I that wildly off base? No, I important?
0: mean I'm I'm with you, so I guess I'm off base with you as well. Because yeah, I finished watching this match, and I was just like, Jesus Christ, that guy hung. 100% and it's not just and, and I, I know some people say well he's in rehearsed matches and it's yeah, there's a lot of people in rehearsed matches and they fucking stink and they suck like you know Dominic is in rehearsed matches and they fucking suck and they're garbage like uh, by,
1: by the way do we know that these are rehearsed matches I
0: mean I'm sure that they talk about something but they, everybody talks about that like I, I don't know that we yeah people think that it's like this match was completely I don't know that you're getting Roman Reigns you know to to hang out with you for five weeks to plan out exactly what this match is gonna. I'm sure you know Roman's willing to get out there and and, and 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 work out a match with you and talk about it back and forth and all that sort of stuff. But, like, I I don't know. Like, I I, I see a lot of people say that, and I think it's just a way to put this guy down for whatever reason because you don't like – and, again, I get it. Logan Paul – I I don't like Logan Paul. Like, I don't think he's uh, a guy that I would like to hang out with or whatever. But, like, it's undeniable that that guy just gets it. He gets it, and it's not just whatever. If you want to say, oh, they're all rehearsed matches, fine, okay, whatever. The guy just gets it. He gets – the getting to the ring, he gets walking to the ring, he gets owning the ring, he gets everything in between the the, the 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 moves, everything before a match, everything after a match, everything the explosiveness inside the match, the the way that he does the moves, the way he moves around the ring, the way he bounces off the ropes, like all that sort of stuff. We watch a lot of fucking wrestling, and trust me. I watch a lot of wrestling. Not many people are as naturally gifted at, at, at it as as this guy is. And that's in all aspects of it. That's in terms Astoric. of the charisma of it. That's in terms yeah. of yeah, historically it's it's in the charisma coming it's across that, like a star. That it factor, coming across like a star.
1: And then the moves too. The guy can work. Like he can work. He did a bunch I, of- I'm telling you right now, if I if I woke up out of a coma and watched and that was the first match I watched after I was in a 20-year coma, I think this guy was a 10-year veteran. If I didn't know any better. Yeah. That's how good he is. That's how smooth he is. Nothing looks like he's thinking his way through. No,
0: and that's that's a huge thing because that that's like I said, people that think through that don't own that room. You can tell it, it's blatant, and you see it from the moment they walk out of the curtain. Like I said, Jake Paul was a perfect example of a guy that was being a pro, he was playing a pro wrestler on that night, yeah. but he didn't. Nobody believed it. Nobody bought it. He was just Jake Paul, the guy. Logan Paul comes out, and you're just like, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Like you said, if you woke up, you would say, yeah, this guy's yeah. Been, probably been around forever. Like, how long has this guy been training for? How many matches does he have? And I would tell you three. And he's not really a trained wrestler.
1: The moment he comes out of the curtain, yes. he just feels like a natural and one of the biggest stars in wrestling. He just has it. Like, few have had it historically. And he'll never be full-time. And that's a shame. Because he'd be one of the best in the world if he was. He's that good. You know, and I just have to be honest about it. You know, and uh, yeah, his his physical performance. You know, the most impressive thing is, is he exudes stardom. The first time he ever came out of the curtain for his first match, you're like, oh, this guy's a fucking star. He gets it, and he just has that natural thing that most humans don't have where you just feel like you're looking at someone who's special. And that's the thing you look for in pro wrestling that you can't teach the the thing that Conan used to call having an angel that they that's what they call it in Mexico. Oh, this guy has an angel. He's just different. He's spent that's him. And then the bell rings and he's just as good bell to bell as he as he as he comes across. He's he he really is something special, you know, and. There might be some people puking, listening to this, but I'm sorry. You know, like, face the facts. Like I said, it's too bad. It is what it is. I
0: I think the guy's kind of a chode, and I'd like to tell you that he sucks, but he doesn't. I'd like to tell you that I watched this Blood Money main event and hated it, but I didn't. I liked it a
1: lot. No. He, he, you know, he was, you know. So, yeah, this guy, you know, and he blew out his ACL and blew out his knee, apparently. So, but the thing about it is he's not going to wrestle that much anyway. He'd probably
0: be taking six months off anyway. Probably right. wait so until he's Rumble or Mania months. or whatever, and it might. Maybe we're looking at Mania, maybe we're not looking at a Rumble anymore, but that's fine. You could come back at Mania and
1: be yeah, maybe and maybe he match. makes it back for that. Maybe he doesn't, but he'll be back for SummerSlam or whatever. He'll be back, and um, you know, he's just a really impressive uh pro wrestler and just miles ahead of your typical rookie. He's miles ahead of your good rookies. Yeah, like you see rookies that are good, and he's miles ahead of them. And and what really separates him, you know, isn't just the, the the physical part of it. It's just coming the charisma and coming across like a star. That's something that I don't think any rookie has ever done as well as him. No,
0: no, owning and that I, room, owning that room from from the moment he you, you walks through the curtain until the moment the match is over. I mean, just owns it.
1: Yeah, you want to argue the wrestling? If you want to say it's not the same when you only wrestle a handful of times versus someone who wrestles every night, there is no argument that he comes across. He has more charisma and comes across like a bigger star than any rookie in the history of this business. Well, what and, watch and this state. match.
0: He's in there with Roman Reigns, who has been WWE's hand-picked dude for 10 plus years at this point. They've decided this is our guy, we're going to build our company around him. And Joe, this guy's had three matches. He's hanging right with him on every aspect of this oh, yeah. entire thing. Like Oh yeah. That's yeah. impressive, you know what I mean? And I'm not the biggest I'm not the biggest Roman fan, but Roman gets well, that star. Right. Roman He's got that presence. presence. He clearly understands how to be a WWE main eventer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for whatever that's worth, I don't think it's worth that all that much, but for Roman Reigns, it is. And for WWE, it is. And for the fans of WWE, it is like he gets it. He understands how to be. And Logan Paul is right with him on all of that. And this is a guy who's been built up from the ground up to be a WWE main eventer. And here's the guy with three matches that just hangs exactly with him the entire way.
1: Yeah, he he, he really is something special. Um and, you know, we'll see how much more of them we get moving forward, especially with the injury. But, um, yeah, just a remarkable performance for someone who this was their third match. And, look, he was great in his first and second match. You know, so, uh, you know, that buckshot lariat spot, I mean, just perfect execution, explosiveness, just power. Um, his shit looks like it hurts, you know, and and his execution is is on point. Like, everything he does is excellent. I don't have any knocks. He sells i mean where where's the critique i you know and if and if they' are, uh if if the matches are practiced i mean who cares how the sausage is made you know we've made that argument for years you know people used to knock the uh you know, like Sasha Banks for that.
0: Yeah, a lot of the, the the main NXT women's matches, they would say, Yeah, it's a good match, but they've been working on it in the PC for a month. Okay, well, All right. I, I mean, watched TakeOver and it ruled, so I don't really
1: give a shit. You, you know, you can go back a generation, you know, Diamond Dallas Page, you know, scripting out his matches move for move and
0: Randy Savage, uh, you know, Randy, Randy Savage's Savage steamboat, is, of course. Yeah.
1: You know, has that hurt Randy Savage? Who gives a shit how the sausage is made? Is it a little more impressive if you can go in there and wing it? Of course. But that doesn't make it less impressive if you can still go out there. I'll tell you what. Even if that match was – I don't care if him and Roman were locked in a fucking room for five months and practiced that match. It didn't come across that way. It didn't come across like it was rehearsed. It didn't come across like it was choreographed and step for step. It all felt natural to me watching it. So there's something to be said for that too. Other celebrities who have wrestled, who have even been good, the Archer guy who, who does the heel show now. I forget his name. He was a he. He was good. For oh, a celebrity uh, uh, um,
0: yeah. You're thinking of the the Green Arrow guy, yeah. Cody's
1: buddy, right? Oh, no, Green Arrow, yeah, not Archer. Um, and now <laughs> he's true. now he's yeah now he's now he does heels, which is coming back for season two. Is it he really wow. good?
0: I thought it was done. Yeah, I thought it was over, but
1: now they're doing a season two. You should watch season one. I think you'd enjoy it. Okay, Stephen Amell um, is his name, by the way. Stephen Amell. He was pretty good for a, for a celebrity rookie. Oh yes, Bad yeah, yeah. Bad Bunny was pretty good for a celebrity rookie. Pat McAfee was pretty good for a celebrity rookie. This guy smokes them. Oh, he's so much better than all those dudes. he, he, He smokes them. And McAfee was really good. But McAfee has that thing where sometimes you can tell he's a rookie. This guy doesn't. Like, McAfee has that hesitation. He has that it doesn't always look supernatural, right? There's none of that with this guy. Same thing like Bad Bunny, who I don't think was as good as McAfee. You could tell like there's that thing where, all right, you know this guy is not a wrestler, even though he's pretty good at it. You know, Shaq, same thing. You go right down the line with any of them that are good. Kevin Green, um
0: D'Angelo you know, Williams, I, angry bringing up This, archa- guy, the this guy
1: smokes D'Angelo Williams. Yeah.
0: And he he was he was the previous, like, this is the best celebrity wrestler ever.
1: Right. He was the previous benchmark of this is the this is the benchmark and smokes him. Both in the ring and forget it in terms of charisma and star power. It's not even cool. like, you know, that's not even a. Comp- you can't compare him to anybody. So, I don't know. I thought I thought it was great, and um, I look forward to when this guy wrestles. It's it it feels important. It feels big. It feels like a happening, and I know I'm gonna get an incredible performance every time out of him.
0: So that was that. I uh, that's the only match I watched on the show, but uh, I was glad I watched it, and uh, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. Uh, you again, if you're eye rolling this conversation or whatever, I, I watch this match. I, that's all I'll say. I I, I think you'll be shocked at, at, at how great this guy is, and I have been shocked the whole time too. And I keep thinking it's gonna come to a point where he just doesn't deliver, and he he just keeps getting better and better and better. And he's what three matches in, so it's it's yeah, it's impressive for sure. Uh, So that was Crown Jewel. Let's get to the world of uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. A lot of stuff going on uh, in New Japan. They had their Battle Autumn show this week. I unfortunately went into the show thinking it was going to be a cheer crowd. It was not. It was a clap crowd and that... I don't know about you, Joe. That's severely disturbing. When you go in thinking, "Hey, hell yeah, we're we're past the clap crowds. We're gonna get a cheer crowd." And it was a clap crowd. It, it really. It had a good main event. A really, really good main event with Will Ospreay and Tetsuya Naito. Will Ospreay does it again. Uh, Naito continues to just have you know incredible match. When when he's in a big time match, Naito delivers almost every single time, and Will just delivers every single match he's in because he's just the best fucking wrestler in the world. Uh, so I thought that match was great. Uh, US heavyweight title, uh, Osprey defeating Naito in, in just over 30 minutes. I thought that was good. Uh, FTR United Empire was pretty solid, but uh, elsewhere on the card, I don't know that a whole lot else really uh, excited me too much about this Battle Autumn show. So I don't know if we have to go match by match with this, but uh, I, I guess what did you think of Battle Autumn, and, and, and how would you react to the crowd, uh, you know, knowing that yet an end, again another clap crowd?
1: I thought that the main event was uh, – I thought Tetsuya Naito brought a physicality to that match that he doesn't always bring – and he really beat the shit out of Will Osprey during that match, and I thought Will was uh, very good in, in in putting over that beating and selling that beating. And it was a, a different match than their than their G1 match. It wasn't the same kind of match, and um, it was a great match. And and they did different things than they did the last time they met, and 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 it was far more physical. You know, there was that one spot where Naito just, like, had him by the wrist or whatever and was just chopping him down like a tree, just beating him, like, beating him down like Wahoo McDaniel or something. It was, uh, that, that, that was my, that's what I'll remember about this match. It was very hard-hitting.
0: Yeah, it was not yeah. like if, if, again, if you have outdated Will Ospreay takes about, oh, the high fly flippies or whatever. I mean, this was just a beat. They just beat the fuck out of each other for 30 years.
1: There was a real physicality yeah. to the match, and and I really thought it was a great match. Um, As far as the rest of the show... The I, I was surprised that Akira and TJP retained because normally with the junior tag titles, when there's a new team in the mix, they automatically belt them up to get them over, right? That's what they did with TJP and Akira. Like to get Francisco Akira over, they put the junior titles on him. And we've seen that repeat, you know, over the years, especially under this booking regime. So I thought Bushi and Teton would win because Teton is new to LIJ and it's this new tag team, and we've got the super junior tag league coming up so that 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 surprised me and I thought that was a really good match that may have been my second favorite match on the show Uh when I really well
0: uh, that match was pretty good no I I forgot about that one I should I should have given credit to that it was pretty good action
1: yeah it may have been she looks solid
0: I, I, uh Teton is great and, and Akira and TJP rock I mean they're just a great team uh, I love that team that's one of my favorite yeah, junior teams that we've had in a very very long time in New Japan because there's you know, there's been a, a bit of a lull uh, there, and obviously Rapungi was just oh god, my eyes were just bleeding every time I had to watch another Rapungi yeah, match. Even though yeah. I didn't dislike the guys, I was just like fuck, I don't need any more Rapungi in, in my in my life. No more Rapungi 3K, please, no more. Uh, and it does feel like this the, the catch 22 is just a whole new vibe in, in that division. So I really like them, and, uh, and even Bushi and Teton is a, a fun little new team. So I'm with you. I kind of I was shocked that 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 Akira and TGP retained. I, I thought for sure Bushi and Teton were gonna win this one.
1: Yeah, me too. I, I, I would have bet on that if I had the opportunity. Uh, because that's normally how the booking pattern goes. They they put Yujiro Carl Anderson's spot and they just did a, a squash to put Hikuleo over. So And that's different. Like New Japan, that's go again, that goes against the grain of the way they normally book to just do, you know, a little 10-second match where Hikuleo just just, you know, treats him like he's a complete non entity. But they're gonna get behind Hikoleo for better or worse. You know, he's gonna be one of the guys. That they're really going to get behind, and uh, you know, Ren Narita, thankfully, beats Sonata. I thought, I think everyone figured that that would happen, and he'd go to the final at least, and he'll face Zack Sabre Jr. We, I think, everyone kind of thought that would be the final.
0: That's the best right? final of the book. That's a good final of the yeah. book. And I- but I'm Narita excited.
1: must win. Narita must win. I agree. I agree. I it, mean, it,
0: it, it, the way that title's been presented, the way that they've talked about it, the way that Narita's been. You know he's gotten big wins over. I mean, he's got a. If he gets to the finals and then just loses to Zach Saber Jr., like I, I don't know, it'd be it'd be a bit of a gut punch because it feels like they can they kind of got something with this guy. And you may as well ride this momentum and this new title. You keep preaching that it's about young wrestlers and new wrestlers and new exciting wrestlers. This is the best time to just nail that right here with Renry to win that title and 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 starting a reign.
1: Yeah, and he feels like he can be a star. Mm-hmm. He 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 really does. Um, so. Uh, We'll see. I think they'll do the right thing. And then they had the incredible tag match where, you know, the can they coexist with uh, it ended up being Despi and Master Watto on one side and Hiromu and Taiji Ishimori on the other. And the big story there was Master Watto and Chris Charlton did a masterful job setting it up, talking about how these four guys have taken turns beating each other with the exception of Watto, who has the terrible record against everyone, especially Hiromu. And then what's the finish? Watto pinning Hiromu. So great job by Charlton, and that sets the stage for the four-way at the Dome, and it makes, it makes people think Watto is a credible threat to be one of the people who can win that match. So uh, Taiji Ishimori, who feels like he's been the junior champion since, you know, fucking, uh, uh, you know, Inoki, uh, was, uh was an active wrestler. I mean, <laughs> it's it, so, it,
2: long.
1: It is, so they'll have the four-way, which I don't like. Again, I don't like that booking. But um, this was, again, they haven't really done a match like this. I mean, there was a lot of booking on here that goes against. It's, it it feels different. Um, FTR retained against Ocon and Cobb. Um, I thought for sure they'd take the titles off them by now. But now I'm hearing that they, they just, Gato loves FTR. And he wants them around as long as possible. And, you know, we'll see what happens at the Dome now. Um, you know, as far as if they'll be on the show and I would think that they would be against the World Tag League winners. And uh, we'll see who wins that tournament. We'll talk about that briefly in a minute, and if they can retain again and continue holding these three titles. And, um, I you have know, and some then people there was... Say,
0: well, oh, it's on a Wednesday." I mean, they can miss an episode of Dynamite.
1: It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I, I, You know, people are just really... Oh, it's on a Wednesday. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, you know. Well, all right. You know, they act like everyone is always on Dynamite anyway.
0: <laughs> right. I'm sure, like, Tony will just, you know. And, and yeah, you know? Tony is maybe... Prone to like you know taking some talent off of like indie shows and all. I don't. I think if FTR say hey we're going to defend the you know IWGP tag team titles at Wrestle Kingdom, he's not going to say nah. I need you for a pre tape. (laughs) You know, nah, you can't do that. I need you for a pre tape on Dark or whatever. You know, I no. I think I think they'll let them. Think they'll let them go. But
1: yeah, I mean it's not ideal, but it's not a big deal either. It's like it can be worked around. Well, it's it's. Uh, I
0: mean Tony's a nerd. I mean he's gonna he does he do you think he doesn't want one of his teams on Wrestle Kingdom? I mean, if it's a promotion he, being yelled he, about the whole time, I mean, come on.
1: If it's a situation where he absolutely needs somebody, he's not going to send them. But again, this isn't a promotion that crams everybody into every show. Guys disappear for weeks at a time. You know what I mean? So, and, and if you know they're going, you can plan for them missing that week. You know, there's a bunch. Of, so, yeah, I, I don't really buy that either. Now, I understand that that dynamite's in Seattle. So you're probably not going to see Brian Danielson going to Japan. Because I, you know, they're gonna want him on that show, you know, sell tickets and whatnot, his return. So that's one guy that maybe you can cross off. Um, but anybody else, I think, is fair game. I mean, you know, it's just all any. It's everything in life is a negotiation. You get on the phone with Rocky and Gato, and you figure it the fuck out, you know, and 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 you make concessions, and you and everything's a negotiation. Um. So after Will Ospreay beat Naito, Shota Aminu comes out, so he's off excursion, and that set up our main event for the uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Stardom Crossover Show, which is going to be Will Ospreay versus Shota Aminu in his big return.
0: How do you think he looked? uh, How how do you think the presence
1: was? I thought he came across great. Yeah, I think so too. You know, I I thought he came across much better on this stage than he did on some of the smaller stages in Rev Pro over the last couple years, which is weird. But
0: maybe he just saw it as beneath him, or saw, Maybe not. Beneath him is not the right term, but maybe it was. He just felt different walking into that building and knowing, all right, I'm I'm in the main event right away, and it's a big time, and I got to build this man. I don't know. Yeah, there there could be something with the state of mind that he has versus you know doing his thing in refro where he knows it's just a, a stepping stone or
1: whatever. They're not fucking around with these guys. No, no, I love it. Narita's getting pushed. Aminu's getting pushed. Hikaleo's getting pushed. You know, we'll see with some of the others when they make their way back. But um, they are not fucking around with these guys. And, yeah, I thought his body looked great. I thought he showed confidence. And, you know, that match at Royal Quest where Osprey beat him with the elbows to the back of the head where his father was the referee. Well, shit, that's that's that light bulb booking that we talk about with New Japan all the time, right? We thought that was just a match. All right, we're just going to do Will Ospreay versus Shota Aminu. Two guys from Rev Pro. It makes sense to do it in the UK. Now, all of a sudden, that Mm -hmm. match and that finish means something more because Aminu is coming for revenge and he wants that title. Right. After Will knocked him out with the elbows to the back of the head. So nice job booking wise from New Japan there, too. And, um, you know, they're going to introduce him back to the audience in this first match on this crossover show. The rest of the matches I didn't get to were basically just tags with not much to talk about. So um, since we're running out of time, we can uh, – do you have any other thoughts on the battle, Autumn, or no? Uh, no, no, no. We can we can move
0: forward. All
1: right. So as we said, the crossover show, what's the date on that? Uh, the date oh, is oh,
0: November uh, 20th. And, and this one, for for the record, is a New Japan World pay-per-view, which if you've never done one of these before, that, does, that means if you were a New Japan World subscriber, you were not going to be able to watch the show live. You were going to have to pay an additional fee – if you're gonna to want to watch it live, so uh, it will probably show up on VOD. I forget when those do. Usually about a week or so, uh, sometimes two weeks or whatever. But if you want to watch this live, you do have to pay an additional fee on New Japan World to watch it. I forget what the fee is. I think it's either 14 or 20. It's somewhere in that range. So it's not too much. And this is a, a show that you know might be worth uh, you know paying that money for uh, just because of its uniqueness and its, its 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 you know potential to be pretty damn good. Uh, but it is, yeah, if you're a New Japan World subscriber, you can't just pop on your New Japan World the morning of and, and watch it. You are going to have to pay uh, an additional fee. But that's November 20th for the show.
1: Yeah, so it'll be headlined with Osprey and Ominu. And, and then, of course, the IWGP Women's Tournament Final, which is Mayu Iwatani and Kyrie. So uh, those will be the top two matches on the show. Uh, there's a bunch of mixed tags and things like that with the stars from both companies. I'm sure the show itself will be more of kind of a celebration of the the two companies and whatnot on the undercard. And um, I know a lot of people are going to be jacked up for it. So uh, we'll see. I mean, obviously, I'll watch it. Obviously, we'll talk about it and Stardom will once again have an opportunity to win me over. They never have been able to, um, but we'll see. You know maybe this will be what gets me into it I don't know it's that's, a, it, the,
0: that's it's a fun looking show I mean you got the mixed tags which you know I could take or leave most of those but I think the 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 matches like I think New Japan's putting a really good foot forward here uh Okado Yano, and great muda versus United Empire I mean that they yeah they obviously yeah. Wanna forgot make, about muda, yeah. yeah they want to make it like a, 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 a an important show a show that maybe some yeah. people that don't regularly watch New Japan or whatever check out and and you know then they're putting Osprey and and, and amino which is you know a pretty Pretty big match. And yeah, you got the Iwatani versus Kyrie match, and there. there's a lot of stuff uh, to like. So I definitely, we're definitely going to watch that and review it. And, and I'm excited to see how it goes. I, I think it has a chance to, you know, kickstart a, a really good relationship, or it has a chance to be like, all right, well, maybe we got to go back to the drawing board on how much we want these two, you know, companies to be involved with each other moving forward. So we'll see. They,
1: they, they it's for people like me. They, they want stardom to win me over. Right, right. And because and, they want to grow stardom, that's the whole point. And M- Muta has been feuding with Great Ocon you know, for a while now. They had the match in Noah. Then he uh, he attacked Okan in in Cork and Hall during the, the the television title tournament. So they'll be on opposite sides of a tag here, uh, you know, to kind of continue whatever they're doing with that. So that's been one of the themes of his of Muta's retirement is that he's had this issue with the Great O'Connor. So yeah, they they we'll We'll talk more about it next week, I guess, because we have other stuff to do. so yeah, World Tag league super Junior tag league will be combined. that starts in about a week,
0: yeah, both and, of them start november twenty first uh world tag league is ending December fourth, it says, but I don't think I, I have that in my notes. I don't think that's right. let me let me double check that's that that's the actual date.
1: Now they're yeah. ending on the same day. that's what I thought so okay, um,
0: they're both on the fourteenth yeah. so.
1: Keep an eye on the tour ender here because that could be one of those circled dates that they may have gotten to book Carl Anderson. It would make sense for him to come in on the final show of this tour where they do the two finals for the tournament and then have other stuff. This could be one of the dates they got Anderson for because clearly they think they have a date because they didn't didn't vacate him. They didn't strip him. They canceled the match instead of stripping him of the title. So that's a date to keep an eye on that December 14th date as one of those potential dates, unless they're going to do it at the dome and stretch it out even further. If they don't do it on the 14th, they almost have to do it at the dome. You can't do it on those Christmas Corrigan's because the, the, the wrestle kingdom show lineups are finalized. Right, right, right. Yeah.
0: That's, that's where we're left with that. We're left. I'm getting, my thought is that we probably get at that world tag league show. We get a video Saying bright lights, Carl Anderson doesn't show up for you know World Tag Leagues or whatever. I'll see you at Wrestle Kingdom or whatever. That that's right. that's in my head canon, That's what I have coming, and then you could just have him yeah. go there for Wrestle Kingdom. So.
1: Yeah, because the whole bright lights gimmick lines up with showing up at Wrestle
0: Kingdom. Right. The bright lights doesn't mean I'm showing up to the finals of the Super Junior Tag League, World Tag League, Joint Tournament, or whatever. The bright yeah. lights is I'll show up at, at Tokyo Dome.
1: Right. So maybe they've agreed on uh, on January fourth for him with that. I mean, he could work Raw hypothetically and fly there in time. Yeah.
0: Yeah, work rock, right. pop onto a plane and, and get there with more than enough time.
1: Yeah. All right. So quickly the teams. We've got uh Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. They're obviously a regular team. Evil is teaming with Yujiro, so Yujiro will be taking a bunch of pins. Uh we've got Naito and Sonata, because Naito with the loss to Will Ospreay, he doesn't really have an obvious Wrestle Kingdom match yet. So, you know, he's he will be in the tournament since he's not a champion or challenging for a title yet. Hanare and great old no Cobb so that's a bit of a disappointment
0: yeah and Cobb is um, also off the uh, Australia show uh as well or the New Zealand show I should say yeah um so I forget he said he's dealing with something, or, something. Or, or, or whatnot so I I don't know if we've heard anything more about that or, or if it's you know a personal thing or an injury or something like that but uh yeah he's off this and will not be on that New Zealand show either
1: takes a potential winner off the table it really does yeah
0: because they they seem like a very good option to 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 go and get the rematch against ftr but i think you gotta i mean
1: they've been feuding with them so it's like i don't think they would win but they were a potential winner for sure um toroyano and hiroshi tanahashi aussie open so they finally get a full-on new japan tour where they're going to be able to stretch their legs as tag team wrestlers they are no they lost the strong tag titles i don't think there's strong tag champions but uh former strong tag champions and uh that might open them up to be their potential. Winner I was going to say,
0: you know they what? Could. If, if, if Cobb's not around, I could do Aussie open FTR. <laughs> I could do that again on, yeah. on, for the titles for sure.
1: Aussie open FTR in the Tokyo. Dome. Yes.
0: I I'm in Joe. I am in count me
1: in. Do you, for think, that. Do you think my good close personal friend Dax, the ax will be fired up for that. <laughs>
0: Dax, yeah, for sure. He will. Yeah.
1: Do you think that Aussie open will be fired up? For that? Uh, I believe I mean, that, they
0: would be. Yes.
1: That match would be, would be. A, an absolute contender for the best match on the show. And I don't even need to see the rest of the lineup. I mean, so hopefully I think I'm going to root for Aussie open. Uh, Lance Archer is coming in for this tour, the team of Minoru Suzuki rich. They won the 2011 uh, world tag team. Yeah, right. They great. did. Yeah. It wasn't even called world tag league yet. Yeah, G1. Yeah.
0: solo G1 tag league at that point. Right. Uh, no, yeah. I, is that, that true. Was, I don't know if that's true. Hold on. This place that I got this information from, they've been wrong on one thing. Let's see if they're wrong
1: again. The, that was Lance Archer's first tour. With ah, the still
0: the G1 Tag League. Yeah, that was the last yeah. year of the G1 Tag League. So, all right.
1: Do you know my favorite team from that tournament?
0: The was 2011...
1: Uh, oh, G1 man.
0: Tag. Oh, 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 oh. Wasn't uh, was your boy Don Fuji? It wasn't, wasn't it Fuji and Ishii were a team?
1: Is that the team? Don, Don Fuji
0: and Big Tom Ish. Oh, what a team. Oh, my God. Just That needs to be a team again, man. Those guys showing up in like some nice, nice suits... Sunglasses inside.
1: Yeah. What a team. Fuji, what a tournament. Ishi,
0: EE. It could just be the team name. It could just be EE. You know, just eyes. It's just four eyes.
1: You come up with something creative. Fuck.
0: Don Fuji and Tomaru Ishii. Yeah, shit. They
1: could like, call them like, four eyes. Four eyes.
0: There we go. Hell if they
1: were, if, if, if Ishii went to Dragon Gate and teamed with Don Fuji, they would absolutely be called the four eyes and, and wear glasses to the ring. Yes. That would 100% happen. That, and it needs to a, happen. A actually,
0: it, it should. It shouldn't. It should happen right now, right away.
1: In two thousand nine, it'd be a lock. Today, it's, a, it's kind of a
0: different <laughs> it's a little tougher. A but little tougher. Well,
1: that would absolutely be their gimmick. We'll the get Dragon I.
0: Gate Soul Booker Nosawa, Wrong Guy on the phone, and we can uh, <laughs> yeah. get
1: that get that arranged. <laughs> yeah, so. get Wrong Guy on the phone. Get the man running things. <laughs> get the get the um, big
0: seat. The big seat of Dragon Gate Nosawa, out yeah. there, and, and get him to do that. So, uh,
1: moving on. We had uh, bad luck Foley and Chase Owens. They're obviously a regular team. He's back, Mad Mikey uh, Nichols oh, and Shane oh, Haste. TMDK. He He's got a mohawk now. Yeah, but here's the thing.
0: He's back with the old, the old. Every there's no reason for him to not be good at this point. He's everything is back to normal.
1: That's right. He's with Shane Haste. Mad <laughs> Mikey Nichols. They're a quality tag team. They always have, they're, they're back together. It's uh, what what were they the TM sixty one in WWE oh, or something so like that? Oh, yeah, see, it was that? Nick uh,
0: Miller and I forget what the fucking other guy's name was. Um, yeah, Shane what, Thorne. Was oh yeah yeah of course yeah well shit what what, what was their team name? I have no idea. The yeah, chat room will TM, let us
1: know. It's TM sixty one because TM sixty one okay. Yeah, because six yeah they wanted to keep. To sixty one is the phone code for Australia. Oh on the okay okay oh. okay. And I think they wanted to keep the TM part, so I <laughs> think they were
0: shirts they had. They had like these weird tank tops.
1: So they weren't the Mighty O'Neill. They were the Mighty Sixty One or something. It was TM Sixty One. I'm almost it, pot. Got it, got it. Um, but they're back together. Look, I I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how if they still have the same chemistry, if they. <laughs> he was they so bad.
0: St- I can't. I I'm with you that I want them to be good, but God, he was fucking terrible. He was so bad. But you're but, right. Everything's back to normal. He should be good, but.
1: You know, this is a real callback, and I don't even know if you remember, but the dream is still alive. It's been many years, they went their separate ways. They're gonna wrestle Suzuki Goon, and we might get the choke slam reversal from Shane Haste that we were waiting for.
0: All <laughs> right. and we, how many other people still remember that? Does Lance Archer still remember that? Do you think
1: guaranteed he remembers because we used to bother him in the DMs about we it? We should. Well, that's so,
0: Should we rebother him in the DM so he doesn't forget about this before he gets on that plane?
1: I obviously don't have access, but you. Okay, I will do that. Can reach out to him and say you guys can finally do that reversal spot because he would get Shane Haste up so high for those choke slams. Shane Haste would get up like a fucking champ. And they did it two or three times and you just felt like eventually a reversal of some type was coming, right? So um, maybe reach out to Lance okay. and let him know that he has another opportunity to give one because that's his best choke slam opponent ever, is Shane Haste. There's no question about it. And then uh Gabe Kidd, who returned and looked good in his return, and he'll team with Alex Coblin. Is he still doing the Robocop gimmick or did uh, he drop
0: a little bit, yeah. yeah I, he needs to not do it. Or just get better Robocop gear if you're gonna do it. I don't first off, don't do the Robocop thing, but if you're gonna do the Robocop thing, get like don't get a spirit Halloween Robocop outfit. Like get a, get a real one. But but also just don't get a real one. But yeah, I, I, there's a big spot for Gabe Kid, and I hope he, I, I hope he's in a better place. And and yeah, it just hits the ground running. And this is a great great opportunity for them. They're gonna have a lot of really yeah. really, really fun matches. Uh, this World no, no, really no. solid. There, there's a lot. There's more good stuff. About and I say this about the world. I know I'm saying this about the World Tag League. Yeah yeah. And I know it's gonna be in the doldrums. But there's I think there's enough stuff to like about this Aussie Open. Gabe now and Alex Coughlin, I think, is going to be pretty good. TMDK potentially could be really, really good. Yeah, it's um, fresh teams. Goto and Yoshihashi are, are, are solid as hell. There's enough stuff to like here. I, I think there's some enough stuff to like in this team. So.
1: All right, let's get through the Super Junior Tag League because we got to do Dragon Gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Akira and TJP, obviously. Um, I say obviously, but they're the champs, and uh, I, this presumably is going to set up their challenger. Uh, Leo Rush. We're going to give Leo rush another chance and, uh, he will be teaming with yo in this tournament. So I feel like Leo rush is going to get opportunities one, yeah. until the, 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 you know, the day he dies. I yeah. Mean, yeah. He he's should. super
0: talented. So I get why people yeah. do that, but yeah, I don't He'd know, you know, especially in New it's, Japan. It's, it's, it's kind of backfired of them quite a few times.
1: I, I cannot get excited about Leo rush anymore. Yeah. If he's going to wrestle, I'll watch his matches. They'll probably be good, but am I going to get excited about this guy? I cannot do it. Uh, Bushi and Teton, of course, uh, Ace Austin and Chris Bay, so Bullet Club Impact, yeah, in the mix here. Got Flying Tiger, Robbie Eagles, and Tiger Mask. They have formed a regular team, and and they will team again in this tournament. I like that
0: team. It, it's reinvigorated Tiger Mask for me because I was kind of ready for him to just go away forever. Yeah, and I don't know that I'm really excited about Tiger Mask being in there anymore. But I think that the Eagles team has has helped him a lot. It, it's it's it, to me. It's reinvigorated Tiger Mask a lot.
1: I like his little All Japan run he had. Oh, too. that was a good run. Yeah, that was a fun run. We talked about the final match that he had there. That was really good stuff. So, uh, Dick Togo and show. Oh. All right. <laughs> good Listen, job. they can't. They can't all be winners. Oh, okay. They, you know, we got to sit through Dick Togo. Oh, all right. Bruce um, Gate and Clark Connors. Takuchi can kick rocks too. I've had enough of that oh, guy. Oh, he's—I've
0: been done I, with him for about six years now. And, and there was to, there used to be that thing where okay. we would talk shit about him, and then people would say, "Ah, oh, you know, he always delivers the best of the Super Juniors or Super Junior Tag League." And now thats thats like yeah. six years gone by now. Just go away, go away. Don't
1: need. He's him just him a dork. He's <laughs> a dork. I'm like, oh ah you know what i mean it's just it's
0: the visceral like oh he's yeah. gonna do the fucking thing where he bends over <laughs> and shoots the guns out of his ass all right we heard you we got it like we're good
1: you know he's gonna spread open his ass cheeks uh, like like the goats remember the goats yeah. meme Goat he's <laughs> gonna He's gonna spread open his butt like he's doing fetish porn and he's gonna it's just I, nobody needs it anymore. I've had enough of this guy. Um Dokai is teaming with Yoshinobu Kanamoro, so no more despi Kanamoro team because of course despi is in the uh four way for the singles title. So uh we get this inferior version of the uh, of the team. Although Dokai has grown on me. I don't i saw yeah, he solid, he's solid, he's solid. Kevin Knight will be how many teams are in this tournament? Um Cool. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Kevin Knight will be taking nine pins, teaming with Kushida. <laughs> yes, he will, yes. So, so, but good and for
0: hopefully, him. Hopefully, uh Kushida fully cured from his hand, foot, and mouth disease. So maybe, maybe just fist bumps for a while. Maybe just you know keep our yeah. distance. Tag. I don't know how you're going to tag in and out. Maybe just a maybe with the referee. They're their baby faces. Maybe just a nice you know smack of the you know so- something to indicate because yeah, I don't know if you want to. I guess he's fully cured. I mean, it's been fucking three months now at this point. But that thing is that's a that's. Not, nothing to be joking around with that hand, foot, and mouth disease, man. That's
1: so. Obviously, Kushida is going zero nine in this tournament. That means he won't be in the junior tag title match. No dome. He doesn't have a match for Tokyo Dome.
0: No, though. no. Has he's he earned in one. I do. I said this when I watched him on Impact. It was like Kushida came out, and I'm just like, eh, yeah, I don't know. Like this dude has done like just massive damage to his career at this point. It, it's he it just doesn't feel like he belongs in any company right now. Yeah, well, he came back to this company, and like they were like, "All right, yeah, Kushida's back." And then you know, it's kind of been—I don't know if it's the injury. I don't know if like they're ready to go once once he's like fully healed, they're ready to go back. I don't, I don't get the indication that this company is ready to just jump dive headfirst into Kushida being a junior. I mean, does anybody want that anymore? Do do you really want like Kushida having a junior title run again?
1: I don't, but I think a repackage is coming. That's what I think. I think they're going to freshen him up. He'll go heal or something. But it'll be Bullet Club, and it'll be like, oh, God, another right, Bullet right, Club. Right, right, You know? Um, and then L. Lindemann and Alex Zane. So, strong hearts. Back in the mix. I,
0: lo- I love that. I- <laughs> Alex Zane and, and L. Lindemann. That's a great, like, what are these dudes talking about team. Um, but uh,
1: I think Alex Zane has been an unofficial strong hearts guy, hasn't he?
0: Mm. I know Case Lowe is listening, so maybe he can uh, he can chime in. He's listening on the on, in the NoDopes chat room right now, so you can let us know. Saying, um, Is he an official, unofficial? You saying unofficial Strong Hearts? I don't. I actually, I don't know that.
1: I don't know the answer to that. Did I make up head cannon? Maybe. <laughs> I,
0: I, I like it though. It's solid, but I don't know where would they have
1: crossed paths. Yeah. In I think Glee, they just right?
0: put two teams together. They just said, "All right, we we'll go." No, he he
1: he teamed with them in Glee. Oh,
0: okay. All right. Well, actually, here I did a see. We were we're talking bad about Twitter, but I found. At Alex Zane Sauce in November twenty fourth, twenty nineteen, they had a great time at my first OWE show. The fans in Japan are great. See? Thank you, Supershima one 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 five for having me and making me part of hashtag stronghearts.
1: Yeah, and he teamed with Stronghearts and Gleep, but I go. don't but I think he's like a soft member. Okay, like an okay. you know what I mean? Like, but he's he's affiliated with Stronghearts. So this is a I think this counts as a Stronghearts team.
0: Do they have the cool, count- as long as Stronghearts has the cool music, I'm in. So
1: You know what? I'm counting it as a Stronghearts team. Do it. And if someone doesn't like it, they can fight. <laughs> they can kick rocks, that rich. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he's been soft affiliated with them for years. Nobody questioned my knowledge about Gleet. I am a huge Gleet fan. You are among
0: I- the biggest Gleet fans, yes.
1: I know what's going on in Gleet, okay? So anyway, these two tournaments look pretty good. But it's a lot like PWG. <laughs> right. Are you really gonna watch it? Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. gonna try to watch the key matchups. Yeah, for sure,
0: for sure. There's there's a few and matches I... that I have circled for sure. Am, am I am I being a completist and and watching every? No, actually right. not.
1: No. Am I gonna be locked in when they go to Bipu and it's House of Torture versus uh you know Yano and Tanahashi? No, no. I'm not gonna be doing that. But when there's matchups that look intriguing to me, I'm gonna I'm gonna parachute in. All right, so we got to do Dragon Gate. Yeah, let's do it. Pushed to the end of the show as usual. Um, I, did you watch the whole show? Uh,
0: I watched the whole show, yes.
1: I, I watched the whole show too. Let's do the main event while we have a little bit of time. So Yuki Yoshioka, as expected, defeats Yamato. And, you know, this was just another match to solidify Yoshioka as the guy. Putting him over a dude who's held the Open to Dream Gate title probably five times, right? I think he's a five-time champion. Uh, I believe
0: so. Yeah, I believe five.
1: You know, and that was the big theme on the English side of the commentary. Yoshioka beating the five-time champ and and uh, and getting past him and all of that. And uh, I gotta tell you, he just—I don't know. Yoshioka doesn't work for me. No, I, still not working. I, I thought still this match, doesn't work for I, me. I thought this match for I,
0: sure would, would would do it for you because I, when this match was over, I was of the mindset like, man, this dude just has it. Like he 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 feels like a main event dragging a guy already, and and he's pretty obviously pretty early into his entire career. Uh, just debuted, you know, it's 2016, but you know, he's still only 28 years old. He's still, you know, very, very young, but I, I don't know. To me, he feels like he's owning these main events. Like he's just feels like a guy. He feels like a star to, to me. So I, I'm kind of surprised that when this match was over, you didn't get that same. Uh,
1: he doesn't look like a, he doesn't look like a deer in the headlights to me or like he doesn't belong. He just doesn't excite me. I, he, he's very clearly a solid wrestler. Mm-hmm. He's a good wrestler and, and he has charisma and, um, but he doesn't excite me like other young wrestlers in this company excite me or have excited me over the last half decade with this great young crop of wrestlers they have. I don't know. He just doesn't excite me. It doesn't. And and, it may have partly been, you know, Yamato's not always the most exciting big match opponent. We all know that it might've been the fact that this was allegedly a cheering crowd, but, this was a cheering crowd, right?
0: It was. Yeah, it was weird. And and, and it's been... The they problem.
1: were great. They were they not were great. great. And that's been a
0: problem with a lot of these more, like, when, when they've said, all right, now you can cheer. Like, I've watched, I have forget what show it was. It was maybe a Big Japan show or something like that. And everyone's like, hey, this show, they, fans can cheer. And I was like, all right, cool, great. And I watched, and it's like, um, a lot of people still clapping. A lot of people not cheering. Uh, and especially this one, because that they because they had a cheer. It was very spread out. And it looked like a kind of a dire atmosphere, even though it wasn't. They had good attendance. And the business was, was up from where it was last year but they were very spread out and the crowd just didn't like they're still not ready to fully just start screaming and yelling again and, and I did they just have we damaged Japanese wrestling crowds forever will they never get back to just yelling and screaming and going nuts again I don't know it, it, it's it's kind of worrisome because there were points in the show where you like you could tell the fans were excited but you know a lot of people just kept clapping and didn't start cheering so I don't know if it's going to maybe take a little while to, to fully feel like these fans are comfortable cheering or whatever or I don't know maybe we've just damaged Japanese wrestling crowds forever so
1: yeah, I don't know. I, Dragon Gate as a whole is just not doing it for me these days. Um, you know this Triangle Gate match. The zebrats they beat the Mochizukis for the uh, for the Triangle Gate. You know the Mochizuki gimmick was going to eventually run its course. This is how they kind of do with with these sorts of things. And um, you know that match was was okay. And um, I thought the Brave Gate match. My biggest takeaway gate on the Bravegate match was, you know, think about where Hill was in the pecking order just not that long ago, like just a forgotten guy buried very deep on the undercards. So, it's good to see him come all the way back and get a big win over a veteran and
0: he's got a cool presence these days. He he's definitely he figured does. it out. Like he 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 it's kind of just like chicken shit There's a lot of chicken shit heel stuff in him, but he's doing it really really well and he's doing it in the context of also being, like, an exciting Dragon Gate wrestler. So I, I, I like Kyo a lot, because you're right. There was there was a long time where he was, like, fuck, you know, he was in these super shisha, like, pre-show tag matches type Lost stuff. in the yeah. match, yeah,
1: and, and losing.
0: And, and yeah, and taking Go the ahead. fall in that match, too, which was like, oh, boy, okay, like, they have no plan for this guy whatsoever, but uh, yeah, I, I've liked him a lot. Uh, of what I've watched of him recently, I, I think he's starting to really, really figure it out.
1: Yeah, so, uh, Dragon Daya and Madoka Kakuta... Former hip hop Kakuta, uh, successfully defended Twingate over Shimizu and Strong Machine J. I like all the people that were in this match. So I had a lot of fun watching this. Um, so that was a good match. Yeah. The D Courage team is
0: is solid as hell. And and, and Kakuta, again, like, you know, a broken record, but it does feel like there's a, like you said, so many talented. And, and I get how Yoshioka might not, to you, like, I get he's not as excited because some of these other guys are, like, you watch a you watch the, uh, um, Ishin yeah, and Shashi from the uh, the zebrats he, he turned on uh, yeah. M3K and joined the zebrats or whatever. He's like a pretty dynamic young guy. I think he's like twenty five or twenty six or whatever. Uh, Fujiwara, yep. who we're gonna talk about in a bit. I think Yoshika What yep. the thing with him is like he's he's getting the style of like a main event. Dra- like he's not an exciting jump off the page. Oh my god, Dragon Gate wrestler. But I feel like he fits you know, the kind of the classic, you know, 25 minute Draggate gate main event style pretty well.
1: Look, I get it. Like, I understand yeah, yeah. It's why not, I get it's not push. stoking
0: your flames too
1: much. Though. He doesn't excite me. Uh, he does nothing for me. Like, I don't look forward to his matches. I don't, I'm not like, wow, I get to watch this guy for 15 years. Yeah, yeah. He, he does nothing for me. I'm just, it, it's almost like, all right. You ever, like if, when you were in high school, maybe in college, there was a maybe a girl who was objectively attractive. Just conventionally hot. All your friends were after, did nothing for you and oh, you yeah, couldn't understand course. why. That's like what this is to me. I don't know if that's a good analogy, but like I'm like I get why all why everyone likes this guy. He does nothing for doesn't move my needle. You know, he just does nothing for me and unfortunately I don't think he ever will. And sometimes you just run into wrestlers like that where you just don't get it and everybody else does. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm not trashing him and saying he doesn't deserve the spot. Why do you hate
0: this man so much? (laughs) Yeah, of course.
1: Right. I'm just saying, I don't, he doesn't do it for me, you know? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Kelly's M ready was mine in high school. You know, I just, I didn't get everybody else.
0: She sounds hot.
1: Well, Kelly's, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, oh, she I may have changed. I may have changed one of those names because our listeners are psychopaths. Yeah,
0: yeah, but they'll
1: go looking her up. But you know, I, I can think of her right now in my head, and I'm like, I just never sounds understood. Hot. Yeah, I
0: think I'm, you missed out.
1: I'm like, I see, I, 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 she's conventionally attractive, but you guys can have at it. I'm not interested, and thank God you're not, because obviously I would have got her. I mean, let's be honest here. Ata <laughs> um, versus Takuma Fujiwara, and Fujiwara popping in. Isn't he going back on excursion after this? He's working the Corkin and then... No, yeah, then he, he unfortunately down. had to
0: go back to IWRG or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going... This was just a, a quick stop in, in Japan, then he's right back to Mexico for, for his excursion, so...
1: Yeah, now I see the upside here, um, obviously, and I've been watching some of ex- his excursion matches, and quite honestly, in a lot of them, with the level of talent he's working with, he's by far the best person in the ring um, with some of these excursion bouts, but... Uh, Ata beats him obviously he was going to lose just dropping in from excursion and Ata popping back in he's going to be a part-timer moving forward we talked about that you know he's not like leaving for good or anything like that and um, I know we're out of time but then the rest was the under do you have any thoughts on some of the I, undercards? I don't stuff?
0: have much on uh, there Fujiwara obviously if people do not know is a rookie and he's, he's really yeah, he's good as a rookie yeah. yeah so if if you get a chance uh you see him on a on a match or you can watch this match. I mean, yeah, get a chance to watch him because he is a, a very, very good rookie that you need to go out of your way, uh, to check out. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I don't think there was a ton else on the undercard that I really uh uh that really stood out to me all that much. You have uh uh Minorita, uh they're doing a gimmick where he's like just fucking terrible like he's so small because he's like five foot five one or whatever so the idea here is that bb hulk and diamante are like all right we want to face ben k and and, and cota minora but you know what add minorita to your team it's not going to matter it's going to help us uh and then anytime they had an opportunity to kick ben k and and, and minora out of the ring and just beat up on minorita they did and they ended up getting the pin on this so the idea is that people keep adding minorita to their team and they keep losing so uh, eventually building up to him you know obviously Getting a big upset win or whatever, and they're going from there. But I think it's pretty yeah, and it was and it. it was
1: and it was two on three, that right, right, no... right. And I just I... Like,
0: he's so small, and it's Dragon Gate. It's so funny that like Dragon Gate guys are they look like almost like Diamante looks like he's doing yeah. an almost, <laughs> which is in Dragon Gate. Like to have a guy be so small that he feels like a mini in Dragon Gate is a very big accomplishment. But Minorita does that, so
1: uh, let me tell you something. I unironically love Diamante.
0: Oh, he's great. No, Jamonte is, that- is really, really good. No, I'm with you. So that's not a weird, that's not a weird take, then. Uh, right? It like, might be a weird just- take for some people, but no, I think he's in the last two years he's gotten like really good. When he first came into Gate, I was like, I don't know. Do we really need this guy? I fucking love him now. I think he's really, yeah. really good.
1: No, he, I, I never come away not entertained when I watch that guy. Um, so he's one of my favorites, and that, that might sound weird, but, um, You know, and then, yeah, there were some openers here that were really inconsequential, and it's Dragon Gate. You know, they open up with two or three matches that are always just super short. They're getting everybody on the card. They're crammed with spots. They're a lot of fun, but there's really not a lot to unpack from, you know, like a podcast standpoint, so... Any other thoughts on the card? Or uh,
0: nothing else for me uh, on Dragon Gate. I will say, if you want a more extensive review of that, open the Voice Gate on the uh, Voice Wrestling Podcast Network. Case you get a tonight. whole show on a that. Whole uh... show on this 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 yeah. topic and everything else going on in Dragon Gate and, and talking about the rookies and uh, dispelling some uh, things you may read in uh, certain <laughs>
1: certain uh, publications.
0: Yeah, it might be uh, you might observe something in a uh, wrestling uh place and say, wow, that's kind of weird, and and they will talk about how. Uh, the thing that you observed maybe was uh, not correct at all in any way whatsoever. So,
1: maybe perhaps a mirage, <laughs>
0: right? A ruse, yeah, a, yeah. bamboozled. Uh, but anyway, that is uh, Open the Voice Gate, Voice Wrestling Podcast Network. All the other great podcasts uh, available on the Voice Wrestling Podcast Network. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to us, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, Radio Public, wherever the hell podcasts are, we're on there. If we're not on there, let us know, and we will be on there. But that is that. We are just about out of time. I will let you know that if Twitter is gone by the time you listen to this, uh, voicewrestling.com slash Discord uh, is where you're going to want to join. We have a, a very good community there. Uh, we're talking about all day, every day, talking about wrestling from all across the world, every region, every major promotion, old school wrestling, modern wrestling, everything is being done there. Uh, a great way to talk to your uh, favorite Voices of Wrestling contributors and podcasters as well, because most of them are on there as well. So, slash Discord. Uh, Make sure you join that, and uh, don't follow us on Twitter, because it'll probably be dead by the time you listen to this, but uh, hopefully, uh, if we're lucky. But uh, that is it for us. Oh, FlagshipPatreon.com. We got an ungodly amount of content. Uh, Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame uh, uh, podcasts are now dropping. Our first one just dropped uh, today, uh, our Japan uh, discussion with Peter Edge, and we have some other really, really fun ones coming up this weekend as well. Some new guests, uh, some frequent guests that we've had before, but some really, really good stuff coming up. Uh, this week in that full gear is obviously next weekend. So we'll talk about that. Do an instant reaction live. Plenty of other good stuff. Flagship Uh Make sure you subscribe to their $10 tier, $5 tier or $10 tier, whichever one you please. And uh, that is it for us. So for Joe, I'm rich. We'll talk to you next time on the flagship podcast. Take care. All the best talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling, crisps,
1: and pornography